Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Time with Manny, episode 57 to yes. be precise. Uh, as always, I am here with Matt. We are not going to have a part three this week because to catch up from last week where we didn't talk about what we've been playing, uh, all of the video games. I, uh, I all, Every yes. single one, basically. Yeah, we not exaggerating. I think we have like 12. And most of them are like all of the new releases that came out over the past like two to three weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot. There's a lot happening, um, but still, news exists. So we'll we'll talk about some of that first. Uh, shocking amount, actually. Considering yeah. considering a spread for a post E3 thing in yeah. the two weeks following. Yeah. Uh, to start things off, I saw a headline that said Playground Games are hiring like Rockstar and Lionhead developers for their RPG project. Yeah. Which everyone thinks is Fable or kind of knows. It's it like, should be. I mean, the, the rumor that Playground had been making a Fable has been going on mm-hmm. for like three years at this point or maybe more than that. Right. The thing is, I the reason why I linked this was because like, to me, if they're still bringing people in, that means they're still a couple years away. Well, yeah, I, at this point, I would assume that it would be a next generation title. Well, and, even then, like I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot about development, but I feel like if you're still bringing in like bigger names like this, uh, I mean, it depends like how large the team was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I, I'm, my guess is it's still a couple years away. I, I would also guess that, but I'm, I'm just saying like mm-hmm. I, they had. The rumor of this has been going on for right. so long. Maybe they just can't couldn't get it to a good place, or mm-hmm. they decided to shift development to next gen consoles, and then they have to have more people because or, not everyone knows how to work. Or Microsoft is kind of like what Nintendo did, where they they really kind of that last year of the Wii U was a <laughs> pathetic year for Nintendo. Yeah, I, I mean, in theory, it is going to be from Microsoft on Xbox One also, like, right, outside right. of the fact that they have Game Pass, like, Gears 5. Well, they from the rumors I've seen, for the first two years, they're expected, like, all Xbox games are expected to be on both. Oh my god, I hate that. Every time someone says that. And people are like, oh, I'm so glad I'll get to play the next-gen thing on my Xbox One. And then as... S- Someone who always will buy the new console, like you're not gonna get a PS4 and a or PS. Okay, I would get a PS5, but I'm just saying, like it's still even then from a PC aspect, right? It it holds those games back in a way that sucks. Yeah, it does. Like it is the reason that the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X aren't utilized as much as they could be is because they have to target both specs mm-hmm. for both of those consoles. So, like, I mean, developers are definitely putting out games that suck total shit on the original PS4. I'll talk about one. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, it, it is, it just, just is crazy. And I, I don't know right. why they keep doing stuff like that. Well, uh, like, or you get situations like Shadow of Mordor. Where they just cut out oh, the Oh, they best just like part. cut out the only good part of the game, like yes. large swaths of it. Yes. Yeah, and I find those ones to be more interesting where it is more or less a different product mm-hmm. or one where like a lot was removed because then it's at least like interesting right. from some aspect. Like Well I don't I'd... know. A lot of a lot of the cross gen games it's just like, oh, the one on the next gen consoles is mm-hmm. good and competent and the one that is on the old consoles kind of sucks right. and like that that's all it is mm-hmm. and then people just get upset that it sucks and it's like well of course y- yeah of course you would so th- that usually is a bummer to me if that mm-hmm. is the case uh yeah i mean at the very least uh 
they would target it for the last generation specs now, but then with the SSDs and the new ones, like it would just be the same thing, but with better th- load times. See, my thought is like I think it. I think a lot of studios are already kind of making two different builds because they're, especially Microsoft, they're building for the PC market. Yeah. So like this new, like the new Xbox Scarlet or whatever they're going to call it, I I I assume that's just going to be basically a PC port. I mean, that's the same thing with what they, PS4 and Xbox One are right now, but Mm. it's just... No, I mean, like, it's going to be closer to, like, what, like, the high-end PC is going to be. Well, I mean, not at that time. Mm. When they come out. I mean, that's always... The the PCs will always be so much higher than even what the next-gen consoles are at any given time. But at least, like, in that case, it's built to scale. Right. Like, when they're building it to target a console... It is targeting that thing. Like, it's not, like, on a sliding scale in right, a lot of right. cases. So it's... I don't, I don't know. It's rough. Yeah. But, I mean, we're... It's just kind of one of those things. The The first the first couple of years of a console generation are usually some of the weaker. Yeah, simply. I... In this next go-around, I think it will be less upsetting because they're both going to be backwards compatible right. right out the gate with everything. And in most cases, like, vastly improved versions mm-hmm. of those games because of load times and things like that. So, I think it'll be less upsetting this right. time. Yeah, because I'm trying to think, like, 2013 and 14 were, like, two really bad years for video... Well, not great years. Not I great, guess. yeah. I wouldn't say, like, really bad, but, like, yeah. Shadow Mordor and, like, Dragon Age Inquisition were, like, the top two heavy hitters that year. Yeah, and that's something else. Yeah. Uh... Uh, Your prediction came true. Yes. NHL 20. They announced it, it at the awards. They did. As which, you said, they usually do. Which, it just makes sense, because, like, who are you going to market this to? The hockey crowd or the gamer crowd? Well, I mean, it, yeah, but I don't know. They don't... FIFA is not, like, marketed like that, you know what I mean? Well, FIFA is much bigger. It, just in general, I'm just saying. I, but, yeah, but, like, you, FIFA's, like, 20 times bigger than the NHL. Yeah. The only people that play NHL are people that like hockey and literally have no other options. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> so, like, it's just cheaper. They can just market it there. And, like, players like to be on the cover. It's a big deal to them. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're getting your face out there. Mm-hmm. The advertising, how dope you are at hockey or whatever. They had a couple years ago where it was it was actually two players for the first time ever. And then, like, one of the players had, like, a rape allegation. Sick. So then... It, it ended up being, like, a false thing, but still, like, they had to, like... Basically, they just erased him from from the cover. Cool. <laughs> really good. Yeah. That, that, that was, you know... So I do not... The player's Austin Matthews. He's a... Uh, who does he play for? Toronto. Okay. He's a very good player in Toronto. Young kid. From from the United States, Arizona actually, Ooh, dang. which is a very the very good place. hockey state, yes. Arizona. Yes, <laughs> but yep, uh, it's Austin Matthews. Anybody who follows hockey is aware who he is. I do not follow hockey. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> Toronto is like the biggest team in the league by like a large margin, just by like just fan base, and mm. so like it's the biggest player on like the biggest teams. The next one is a sad news for you. 
I don't know that this was actually true confirmed, was it? I don't know. I saw it on Dual Shockers, and I, that's why I linked Dual Shockers. But Psychonauts uh, delayed to 2020. Yeah, I don't know that this actually happened. I think mm. that they were speculating that okay. it was going to. I mean, like I, I read the article. And I, I, read I would it. not be surprised if it was because mm. it. I, I don't know. Like it just. It, what is weird about Psychonauts to me is the gameplay that they have showed of Psychonauts two. Like, it looks like the original Psychonauts, and, right. like, that was a not a great platformer. I mean, like, mm. by all accounts. Like, it was more for, like, the humor and just, like, the world of it. And this looks more like that. Right. So I think it's going to be sort of like a Shenmue situation, where it's, like, it feels like it is something that is displaced from time. See, the theory was, now that they have, like, some real funding... They can go back and do better things with it. Well, they can take a little more time and really kind of polish out the edges and... See, but I feel like that's bullshit, because this game was funded by people on Fig. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but Fig was, like, struggling. Yeah, I know, but they got it. People that funded it high enough on Fig will get cuts of the proceeds Mm -hmm. of Psychonauts 2. So, like, I don't know that they can do that legally i don't know i i, I yeah it, 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 it's a gray area which i mean the the article i mean dual shockers is like they are they're yeah. a reputable source yeah. so that's why i linked it because like otherwise i wouldn't but yeah i did not see it anywhere else i don't think i yeah i, I looked other places but so that's and why I also i follow um Tim Schafer and Double Fine on Twitter, and I did not see that, but I it wouldn't surprise me. Like yeah. it's already been delayed twice. I think mm-hmm. like it was supposed to come out Last October year. of 2018 or something. <laughs> and it just they mm-hmm. were like, oh no, it's not ready. And I mean, like the first Psychonauts had a lot of development trouble too. And and I, I also think if they had a more clear date, they would have had a date. And they would have like set it already. Yeah. So I. Yeah, it probably will be delayed, which I'm not that upset about, mm-hmm. in theory. Like, I would like for Psychonauts 2 to be as good as it possibly could be, right. but... Which a little more money and a little more time will not hurt the game. Yeah, but in their case, they have a really bad track record with like crowdfunding at that point, after how Sideways Broken Age went for Double Fine. And, and it kind of makes you wonder if it's just a lack of funding, or like what the... I mean, it's, it's always... One of those things where the scope of games gets blown out. Like, right, you right. think it's going to be, like, a smaller scale thing, and you're like, oh, shit, it needs to be more, or it could be more, people want more, and so then they look for external funding and all kinds of other things, and it just, it balloons out of proportion, and that happens with a lot of mm-hmm. game development in general, so I would not be surprised if it happened like this, and especially because Psychonauts financially did very poorly the original like it's one of the reasons that majesco stopped existing Mm. basically um and then like double fine bought the rights back from whoever bought majesco's catalog which was Mm. like disney or something I, i don't remember uh and so like it was a cult classic. Like, it wasn't right, some, right. like, oh, yes, everyone loved Psychonauts. It was, like, a specific few people like me who played Psychonauts really liked it. Mm-hmm. If they played the PC version. Because the console versions on PS2 and Xbox were, like, extra dog shit. Um, and maybe that's a... Maybe it was having issues with console or something. And now they're 
able to kind of work that stuff out. I Possibly, don't know, I, I just I, I, I just think that maybe they're trying a lot harder than they you normally would for something like right, this right. because the people who liked that game like really really like that game. So if they fuck it up, like the people who will be upset about it will be very very vocal about it. Well, that and just like Xbox, they're really pushing the Game Pass. So like all these games, if they it can be good, I mean like that's only going to be. You know, better for them as well yeah. and their brand because they've been really trying to like correct course this this generation so like and just you know mediocre games for them are definitely not going to help them so yeah crackdown really that was a good game <laughs> <laughs> i'll stand by it. i'm just saying like of all the yeah. of all the mediocre things that happened on game pass like crackdown 3 was like the number one i think that like crackdown 3 is the perfect game pass game it, sure we can say it's the perfect <laughs> game pass game it's the best game pass game of all time let's oh god it's, it was made for that service <laughs> it definitely was made for that service because nobody would have spent sixty dollars but like how many people went ah somebody did i people are out yeah, there yeah. that spent sixty dollars on crackdown <laughs> there, there are people that pre-ordered it oh boy four years ago they got fucked over <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> but anyways uh We'll move on to my favorite news story, which you didn't see anything about this. I, I saw people saying it a lot mm -hmm. on the internet, but I, I was lacking in the context. Mm. Uh, EA met with the English like parliament or something. Uh, well, specifically like the head of legal mm -hmm. over loot boxes, and she said that they're not loot boxes. They're surprise mechanics that are fun like kinder eggs and they're very ethical <laughs> there's so much happening right now so <laughs> surprise right uh and pe oh people like surprises they're fun surprises i do like surprises in mm -hmm. some cases today i was surprised uh and i did not like it right uh, because I was just in here playing Mario Maker, and then my mom came in the house. Surprise. Surprise, and I, like, scared the living shit out of me at two <laughs> in the afternoon. Uh, so, you know, sometimes surprise is not right, great. Right, right. But as someone who plays a lot of gotcha games on mobile, right. where the whole point is you can only do well if you get the new good mm -hmm. thing... It's, it sucks ass. Like Wait, it's not a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a good mechanic. I a lot of the times I feel like loot boxes are like a shitty mask for DLC slash monetization, mm -hmm. and then like also just like oops, we didn't know how to make a proper unlocking system. Mm -hmm. So here's a loot box. Yeah, I just, like I'm just trying to think like like they were trying to compare it to like cards like trading cards and stuff like with the fifa stuff but the big difference is like if we go out buy a pack of pokemon cards mm -hmm. we have those cards we can sell those cards we can trade those i cards. know someone who recently sold two pokemon cards for 80 dollars right. each also in a year those cards are still cards they are still it, cards, and, like, you can sell those and mm -hmm. do something with it. But, yeah, in the case of all loot boxes and stuff, it's a fucking digital good. Well, no, I mean, the like, hell are you gonna specifically do with, with, like, the Ultimate Team stuff, Yeah, it resets every year. 
So you spend a hundred dollars on NHL nineteen. Guess what? NHL twenty rolls around. That doesn't. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So that is like one fundamental broken part. Like if it would be different if it was like, here's the platform for this generation, mm-hmm. and it stays that way for the entire generation. But no, it's a new game. It, so you have to spend all that money again. And ultimately, you kind of get it for less than a year because if you're buying it in December and then like the new game comes out in September, then you're only getting it for nine months or whatever. It's a it's a really broken system altogether. And I know we've talked about the Ultimate Team stuff a lot, and I think it's even worse than the the Battlefront stuff. It's just Star Wars is a much bigger main or well that was that was actually fucked but but my point is the ultimate team stuff is even worse i mean not from like it they were locking literal gameplay mechanics behind the payment i mean in a basic game like you couldn't play as characters because well uh, you can't do that in hockey or whatever yeah but i'm saying like that hockey player isn't like darth vader who's like 17 times like everything else and has a lightsaber but it, it You're starting out... It's or hard to, guns. Like, in a game mm-hmm. about shooting, mm-hmm. you have to get the guns. But like, Fuck off. Well, I understand that. But, like, when you start out, you're starting out with people with, like, 60 overall. You want to get to, like, the 80s and 90s. And those are costing... Like, like to get those players, you're, it's going to cost you either hundreds of hours of playing time or spending money. Yeah, but, like, in that one, you can still play hockey. Right. Like, fucking, to be able to shoot the gun you want to shoot mm. in the gun shooting game, you have to grind for, like, 90 hours for the thing you just paid $60 for? Like, come on. But then, like, you, you want to play as your favorite guy. You're like, oh, I get to play for... A grind for a hundred hours. I guess. I, like, I mean, if we were both playing NHL, like you could pick your favorite team, and well, you would those players would be on the team. Yeah, yes, yes. It. it we're, I'm specifically talking about that mode, which I don't even play that mode. Yeah. But like, it's just they're both gross. It, yeah, it's just at least with Battlefront, you would have had it for a couple years. I guess. I like it, it's I, all really fucked. It is, and like I. I don't think loot boxes are as bad as a lot of people do, but... It just depends on how they're implemented. But boy, surprise mechanics and the fact that people... Like, there's no... Mm. I don't know. I feel like there's very rarely a positive situation that deals with loot boxes. Like, I will... I think some of them are fine. Like, as I've said a million times in Overwatch, like, cosmetics and that. Like, at that point, I... How I look in Overwatch doesn't affect my experience. Like, I like seeing the cool skins, but it's not going to make my Lucio play any better when he's dressed like a hockey player. Mm -hmm. All right? So, it's just, at that point, it's just a carrot on a stick. But there is, at no point in which, like, my experience is being enhanced. Right. Because I received this loot box. I mean, technically, mentally, like, maybe. I See, the argument behind that would be... There are people that like to, they hop on Overwatch, they say, I'm going to just play till I level up once, get that loot box, and then unlock it and just call it a night. But, like, at this point, I don't think those people are playing Overwatch anymore. Like oh, if really? you're Like, now, however, three, four years later, well, yeah, if yeah. you're still playing Overwatch, like, you're doing it because you fucking want to play Overwatch. Well, no, but, like, I'm, it's not necessarily, I'm saying the loot box is just a nice reward at the end of the night. It, it is, but it just, it. I, I don't know, like, it mm. doesn't. 
enhance the gameplay in any way. Like, they're, they're just generally unnecessary in almost all scenarios, except for the ones where they're the most egregious. Right, right, right. And then they're central to the experience, except mm-hmm. in a shitty way. See, like, for me, like, I like the forts. I've said this before. I like the Forza wheel spins. Yeah, like, I very much did not. I Like, that's my least favorite part of Forza, so I... I, I don't know. Like, I feel like mm. stuff like that never enhances the experience. See, I, uh, like, if there's a if there's a scenario where I can just get what the fuck I want, then I would rather do that than mm. random chance. But you can do that as well. And like, I mean, you can. The random chance is just it. There's you can't even buy those wheel spins. Correct. And also, the other thing is you can just go on the store, in the in the market or whatever, and just buy whatever car you want. Yeah, but I, I still just think that that's. It's just wholly unnecessary as a mechanic to have in that game that way. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know. I'm like, just... it's the exact same thing as a loot box, though, well, except yeah, that you yes. just can't pay for it. Like, it just. I... Well, that's why I brought it up here, yeah, because, yeah. like, it's a loot box. I just. But it's a loot in box. In everything, like... it's bad. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the closest analogy to gameplay type things that I can think of and where it's not as bad is, like, getting drops in Diablo or something. Like, they're still going to be random. Mm -hmm. But in that case, generally, you know what enemy drops what, so you're trying to grind for it. I mean, Mm -hmm. the same thing happens in Borderlands. It actually happened in Borderlands 2 to the detriment of the experience, I think. But I I, I don't know. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the non-shitty loot box equivalent that that is, like, the closest I will get to saying, like, oh, this is a good random chance mechanic. I, I don't know. I don't I, I see I just think it just depends on the situation in the game. I think with Forza if you play that game for an hour, I'll unlock like six or seven of those wheel spins. And so like it's enough to at least you you unlock something decent. Yeah, usually. I mean like some nights you're like wow, I got nothing, but like whatever. I I actually prestiged in that game, so that, Dang. Should, that should tell you how much I. It does, yeah. You played, played a lot game. of Forza. Yes, which I'll talk about that later some more. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the EA. All I know is everyone's saying surprise mechanics mm-hmm. now, and it's. Uh, you should look at some of the the comments like this lady made that. I can't believe EA sent her in like that and just. Well, they have they have to defend it though. Like that's they what I like. They, they have to defend it somehow. But they, like that's what the, <laughs> they have to defend it. You could have thought of a better well, thing to say. I think. I get, did you you probably didn't listen to the bombcast this week? No, not you? this week. Because like, oh, Jeff was laughing so hard at this this entire story because he's just like, this is a layup for them because you're going into like a parliament that doesn't know anything about this. If you fuck it up this bad, it's just insane. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, the reality is probably the best thing would just get rid of loot boxes altogether. Yeah, which, like, we're getting closer to that, I think, because every situation that a company could make the case for them, mm-hmm. they're just fucking it up even worse. I think... See, I don't know if they're, they're making it worse. I think... The peak was definitely Battlefront. It was, but like, think about the thing in Belgium, right? Mm-hmm. Where those Nintendo games, their only source of monetization was from these shitty loot boxes. Right, right. So instead of altering the game for that region in some way, they decided to mm. just stop supporting the game in that region. Right. Like, they could have thought of a fucking alternate... 
they, they could have done something that I would have appreciated. You could have just had a store mm-hmm. with the items that you would have gotten from the fucking loot boxes or whatever. I, I, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just, like, I think of, like, Mortal Kombat this year, where, like, Injustice had the loot boxes, and then they, you know, there was some outrage, not too much, but then, like, the Battlefront thing happened, and then, like, Warner Brothers is like, let's come up with a different solution. Don't worry. There are still loot boxes in the crypt that you can't pay real money for, mm-hmm. and they still suck ass. Right, right. So, but you don't, you can't pay for them. You so can't. Like, I wish that I could pay them something to just fucking get what I wanted out of the mm-hmm. goddamn crypt. But it's like, is this totally random? Oh yeah, it's not like every other Mortal Kombat ever made where you know what's in the specific chest. It's always random. Mm-hmm. Do I like playing as Sonya? No, but I always get her items. Fucking loot boxes, man. <sighs> Fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, this one, did you see anything about this, the 2K? I did not, but this does not surprise me even a little bit. So, like, NBA 2K, the... the I don't actually know. Like, it's 2K19, 2K. or I don't know. Yeah. They added advertisements to the load screen. So, like, here's where it gets really fucked up. You can see the load screen percentage. Uh-huh. It hits 100%, but then, like, the advertisement, it's literally like a TV commercial. That went on for another, like, 10, 15 seconds. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gotta get the ads in. But the other thing is, like, how is this gonna stay? The whole thing about the PlayStation 5 that they were showing is, like, no more load screens. Well, yeah, now it's not a load screen. It's an ad screen <laughs> so like if they get rid of load screens well they don't then they don't even have to pretend then there's no pretending <laughs> then it's just like oh before the game check out this ad which it was just like this for like a tv show on fx sick mm-hmm. it was just bizarre i apparently you can go into the settings and like disable this but you have to like go into the settings and disable this well, as long as you can disable it it's fine yeah but, but like, i but also like I think it that's be... the kind of shit that happens in a free-to-play game. Yes, yes. Not a game that you spent sixty dollars for. Like in, I'm trying to think of an example. Like in MLB The Show and shit, they would swap out the ads like on the outside of the baseball diamond. Mm-hmm. But like that's inoffensive in most cases because you're still playing the game and like oh it just shows some fucking Powerade ad over there in the corner. Honestly, with hockey they do the same thing. Yeah, they, which it's weird. Like, it looks... If the ads aren't there, it looks wrong. It does. Well, I mean, because it's like that in actual it, exactly. too. So, like, I'm so, like it just it. looks like it's part of the thing. Yes. It's totally different <laughs> if they interrupt your experience and be like, yo, did you see this ad, though? <laughs> it's, it's like... It was so bizarre, because, like, there was, like, an intro to, like, the game, and then they, like, cut to an ad, and they brought it back. It was just... It... It did kind of feel like an actual sports event in that sense, but, like... (laughs) But I just... Like... There's no way that that is... I don't know. Like, I get that now game companies have to try to wring every last cent out of everything that they do. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why there are the loot boxes. That's why there are so many microtransactions and things. But, like... What... Well, like, does the player get anything out of this? Like, I didn't look into that, yeah, but, like... Yeah, advertisement. <laughs> like, 
Because, like, in the, the hockey games, I can bring that up. There would be, like, you could watch this advertisement just on, like, the main menu. Yeah. That... And, and then you'd get, like, some like some of the in-game currency. Yeah, and that's, spend. like, that's a common free-to-play tactic, too. Yeah, like, yeah. the one of the games I play, it's like, yo, you don't have enough stamina. Mm-hmm. Watch this 15-second ad about Super Soakers. Right, right. Like, okay. Yeah. And I usually just set my phone down and don't watch the ad and then mm-hmm. have the stamina I require. But... that's where I feel like a lot of the stuff is getting really weird is because you already paid money Mm -hmm. for this product. Right. Like if it was a free to play version of this basketball game, I would be like, okay, they they have to support it somehow because not everyone necessarily would spend the money in game that Mm -hmm. they would require. So they got to get ad revenue. But like when someone already gave you the $60, why do that to them? Like, why does that happen? As f- from what I understand, and this is why like sports are like the worst, is the sport themselves are kind of like raising how much you have to pay for their rights. No. Yeah. Which I the counter argument to that is you can just say no, I'm not paying that. Good luck finding someone else who will make this game. Well, I mean. I, yeah, in 2K's case, like, EA's basketball game has sucked shit for well, exactly. years. So, so like, like you, what are they... You can, <laughs> I, yeah. In theory, you can make NBA kind of crawling back and going, like, alright, we'll, we'll come up with some deal. But instead, they just keep raising each other to the point where it's just getting out of control for the consumers. And, like, sports uh, yeah. fans, like, that's typically all they play. So like they have they have to deal with it if they want to play an NBA game or an NHL game or a football game or a soccer game or whatever. Also, two K just seems to be in a not great place right now with stuff. Did you watch the Bombcast last week? Maybe. Where they the one at email was about the Borderlands two DLC, and no, no. Uh, well like. Uh, I guess, like, one of the missions is, like, Claptrap. He, like, screws you over and then afterwards comes groveling back to you, like, begging for his job back and everything, saying, I'm sorry. And they're like... So... And, and the, the email was like, is this a direct correlation now to... I'm gonna, now I'm going to go on another tangent because all right, all right. in Borderlands 2 originally, mm-hmm. they had a mission... Because Gearbox was feuding with Valve right. back then. I don't know if they talked about this and what you watch, but no, like it, but... there was this fucking mission where you had to get the Gearbox to fix the leaky Valve, mm-hmm. okay? And it was like the most obvious thing in the world. And this is the kind of shit that I always talk about when I say that I don't think that the writing in Borderlands 2 was funny. Right. Because a lot of it was like shitty references like that. Mm -hmm. But that one was another layer of shitty because it's like them talking trash about this other company in like the most petty way humanly possible. This seems even worse. Oh, I (laughs) for sure. Because of the whole thing with Claptrap's voice actor. Yes, exactly. But, But it's just like... At that point, that that's not 2K in that scenario. I, other than they should just be like, nah, dog. Well, As no, your publisher, no, no. you can't do that. I'm just but saying, just like... Gearbox in general does a lot of garbage-ass oh, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I, I... Like, no shit. At this point, 2K as the publisher for all the Gearbox titles should just be like, yo, stop. Right, right. Like, what the fuck are you doing? People want Borderlands 3 so badly. 
why are you trying to fuck it up at literally every single turn and that you possibly can? The upsetting thing is, because the internet's excited for Borderlands 3, they don't care. Uh, yeah, right? It, like, I'll, the, still, I'll still buy Borderlands 3, but it, it just... It's starting to feel a little gross with a lot of the stuff that's it, happening. So, so many things are going wrong with that company. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, that's the part where I kind of have to draw the line, is because, mm-hmm. like, the people who are working on that game that are, like, the programmers and the art people, like, they have nothing to do with that in right, most right. cases. It is, like, higher-level people who are saying, like... Randy Pitchford saying the dumbest shit humanly possible. It wouldn't surprise me because it was Randy Pitchford who had the had the whole issues with the claptrap. Yeah, and like I just I I don't know, man. I I, like it. It's it really Mm. makes me wonder at what point does Two K just step in as the publisher and be like, you guys can't Mm. keep talking about this game, or like you have to let our marketing team exclusively handle the marketing for this because. I just, I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. it. There's no way that they can be allowed to keep mm-hmm. fucking up that as much as possible. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen in 3. Yeah. I don't know. It is starting to feel like a very gross game, though. It is, and like, I... Me included, like, people are very excited about Borderlands 3. It's been right. a long time for another Borderlands game, but like... They're making it hard to. Uh, they're be making excited. it hard for me to be excited about it yeah. at this point, yeah, because there's so many shitty things. Right, right. Happening. But I, there's something weird about 2K as a publisher too, because mm. like they. I'm just trying to think. They have like Rockstar stuff they publish usually too. And they have Mafia. I'm just trying to think of like some of their other. Studios. And like they did uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. They publish that stuff. So like they have. And there's a rumored Bioshock. There is, yeah. That those. Yeah, I don't know that that's ever going to surface. I don't think that game's going to come out, but... That was rumored, like, 20... Oh, no, it was, like, proven. Right. The... What, I think it was the Mafia developer. They were across the hall from mm-hmm. the other developer. Um, and so, in some interview, they talked about that. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I think it was Jason Trier, like, accidentally walked in, like, the wrong door or something. <laughs> and was like, oh, yeah, this is what you're working on. I think that was, like, the story. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, as a publisher, 2K is really weird, and mm. I feel like a lot of bizarre shit happens right. with their games and stuff. I think they've just given uh, Gearbox a little too much. I think they just give all of the, any of the studios that they have jurisdiction over mm. way too much freedom in terms of like what they can say and what they can do. Yeah, that would make sense. But... Who knows, man? Mm-hmm. I don't. They should take ads out of two, NBA 2K. That's my final thought on that. Because <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Yeah, unless I, I you know, what, no, I was gonna say unless the the players are getting something out of it. Yeah, right. Like, I I would hope that they're at least getting something out of it. Because like at like, least in Street Fighter, when you fucking put the dumbass logos that you can turn on on the characters. See, I would have preferred that. You're getting Street. fight. You're getting fight money out. But of like, when would you rather have like a huge ass abomination? advertisement on your character at all times or just watch a 15 second commercial i mean in street fighter i don't care what they look like i, I don't know like, I, ca- was... I care about the fighting game aspect of it so. so like they could be a fucking polygon with arms and i wouldn't give a shit as mm. long as it played well so hmm. for a fighting game it's a lot different i think mm. but no i wouldn't want to watch a 15 second video that game already takes too long to load well you could stick the advertisement <laughs> you on that could. Load screen. <laughs> you could <laughs> <sighs> 
But good news is, did you see any more, like, because, like, a lot of the, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? I, so this. They showed more and they made it look better. It makes me so upset. Because I wanted to be so excited for The Last Jedi, right? Mm -hmm. And then what they showed at E3 of their 12-minute gameplay demo was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this looks like uncharted, like, third-person basic action with, like, kind of bad Dark Souls combat, right? And, just and like, very, looked, very easy. Yeah, and it looked okay, right? Mm-hmm. And I we talked about that in the last one, where, yeah, like, right. neither one of us was like, oh, this looks fine. Mm-hmm. I, what I kept seeing was Game Informer got the exclusive right. on that, and in a lot of the stuff, they kept talking about how it had Metroid-like progression mechanics. And so for people who don't know or have never played Metroid, basically Samus would get new abilities that allow you to get into new areas or you could go back to old areas and open new doors. Like, some doors only open if you shoot them with missiles and Mm. shit like that, or she can turn into a ball now so you can get into weird little crevices. They kept saying things like that. And then you see that gameplay that they showed. Right. Like, that is what EA put out there. And it wasn't, like, a short little video. It was 12 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say it was, like, 15 minutes of gameplay. And they just... They did a poor job. Like, it just looked like a third-person action game. So I kept seeing all this other stuff. And then, after we had done our podcast, I listened to a bunch of people's interviews with Respawn. Mm -hmm. And all of them came back saying, like, yo, this game is nothing like what they showed. Mm -hmm. And there was one interview in particular where they said to the guy, like, you know, this is not... Like, what you put out there is not in any way representative of what this is like. And he's like, yeah, we're trying to get the word out about that. And it's like, well, why wouldn't that be the word in the first place, man? Yeah, it seems like it's two different games. Like, they have the Metroid... Uh, just exploration as- aspects, but then they have like the more set pieces that are much more uncharted. Yeah, they decided to just show neither. The, well, they the, uh, like well, like the boring parts of Uncharted. Yeah, like the the part where you shoot people before the cool set piece. Well, that's like, what I was gonna I, say. Uh, they showed the two <laughs> be, between the two set pieces. That that part. Yeah, it's very strange. So, like, yeah, the. The one interview I watched, they talk about how you basically start on a ship with a crew, and then you can go to any planet that's available, and, like, you go down there, and you'll go for a little bit, and then you'll get some power that would then allow you to access other things on other planets, and so there are, like, side paths... Which, like, how the hell would that happen? And what they showed was, like, a perfectly straight line, linear path. Mm -hmm. But the example they use is the droid that's with him gets the ability to, like, use electricity to charge panels or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so then it opens up a bunch of gates and you can go back and do that a bunch of places. And there are all kinds of, like, weird side areas and you get new abilities. You unlock new things. You meet other characters. Like, that's not represented in what they showed at all. Also... The main character is because did you, did you watch the new gameplay? Because it showed like basically what they showed at E three, but like a little more and stuff. No, I did not. He, they showed him like tinkering around with the the little robot. Oh yeah, there's the crafting droid. as well. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I guess he's a bit of a tinker, like Anakin was. Yeah, but like there is crafting. Mm-hmm. You level up yeah. and like get skills. Like 
where the fuck where where the fuck is that yeah like that all of that sounds like so much more interesting to people especially me who would be interested in that game mm-hmm. it just seems absolutely bizarre that right. they would choose to show what they showed right especially when they're competing with pokemon on the same day yeah, and, and it's it, like the only thing I could think of is like if they weren't ready to show the rest of that, but that game comes out so soon that they say. have to be ready to show that. And they and I mean like Doom Eternal was like the steal of the E3 or one of the biggest E3. Yeah, and then you have uh, oh God, uh, the Sony game coming out in uh, November as well. Uh, Ghost of not, not, no, no, uh, holy shit, I. My brain is blanking. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. And you have Pokemon in November as well. Like, you need to show, like, that game at its why, very best. Why do I want to buy this? Yeah. I mean, you have to prove, show us, like, when you have that much competition in November, you really need to kind of prove. So, like, the only thing I can think of is that, like, Respawn wanted to show that, and then EA was like, oh, no, marketing. And I I don't know. Or they thought, like, the name Star Wars alone would just like, be sell enough. It? Well, it's not enough for me, personally. No, and but it, I mean, it, I, and everyone kind of came away from just that showing feeling the same way of going like it doesn't look bad but it doesn't look great no but then that's why i thought it was so bizarre that every person who saw it was like yo it's way cooler than you think it is and it was like well fucking i would like to see that Mm -hmm. it's the same thing that happened with cyberpunk a couple years ago where they showed all the journalists the cool gameplay and didn't release it and everyone was like yeah it was the coolest thing i've ever seen but in fairness in that one that was like a 40 minute demo Hey, they released that. They shit. did, which is very uncommon. Uh, no, I know, but I and their reasoning for it was different. It was because it's gears off, and they didn't want people to be like, "Oh, downgrade." Mm-hmm. Which they're showing more at PAX West. They are, and they all this footage they put out now has like a constant watermark that right. says this is subject to change, so people can shut the fuck up about that. Oh, people are still gonna. There's gonna be a puddle gate. Yeah, but whatever, man. There will be a puddle gate. I know. And then, and then it discourages companies from showing gameplay in trailers. It does, but I, I'm just saying, it's like, they're, they fucking showed gameplay of, no, yeah, they, of Last Jedi, and, like, it was not spectacular. No. So I died. Also, they were playing on, like, the easiest difficulty. Oh, of course they were. But because, yeah, you don't want to die in the dumbass mm. demo, except right. for the part where you could just, like... Because it was pre-recorded, just like, mm. I don't know, have it be like a tool-assisted speedrun type thing, you know right, what I right. mean? Just like, have the fucking AI do it. Whatever. <laughs> weird. <laughs> it was weird. Um, and so, the now, next one I put on here... Yes, the na- yeah. now we're moving into your stuff. We are. Um, so, Persona 5 Royal, the re-release of Persona 5, they put out a trailer the other day that I initially thought I shouldn't watch, because it's just about Ryuji. One of the main characters of Persona 5. Mm-hmm. But there were some important details in here. They showed that now all of the teammates that you had will have special team attacks together. So it shows like Ryuji and Yusuke eating at a ramen shop and then they like punch the enemy in the face. It's really weird and seems way too long for uh, something that happens in battle. So you'll probably be able to skip it. But the important part is... Near, uh, this happens in every Persona game, but like halfway through, their Persona evolves, right? So Ryuji's starts off as uh, Captain Kid, and it evolves into some dumbass thing that I hated. Okay, now there is a third form that they're adding to Royal, where they fuse together, mm-hmm. and it is literally just like the really dope skeleton pirate, but with sick headphones on. 
Um, and then his name gets closer to what the original was. So uh, it's like William Kidd. It's like his real name mm. for the thing. And so now I'm really hyped because most people thought that the second forms of all the personas sucked and made them worse. So if all the third forms are like what Ryuji had, they're going to be really cool and they will be closer to the fictional characters that the original persona was based on. Are you going to play through this again? Oh my god, yeah. I fucking can't wait. Does this, like, does the save, like, carry over? No, it's so different. It can't. I don't care, man. I I don't. It's just. I would play Persona Five if I had enough time. I would play Persona Five just right now, like again. Asking someone to go through like what a hundred and thirty hour game—that's uh quite the. Anyone who was gonna get Persona Five Royal was more than ready to go through it again, which it will sell well and it will continue to be dope as just fuck. Crazy to me. People play Persona 4 Golden again, and it's the same type of thing. I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just I'm saying, just saying, like, there's no way I, like, 100... Hell yeah. I want to play Dragon Quest Eleven again, and it has less different than Persona 5 Royal will have. And it, you played that more recently. I did. Man. At least Persona 5 you played that Anyways, two years ago. Persona 5 Royal looks... Mm. Everything they show about it gets me more hype. You can play darts. Does it show when it's coming out? Well, not for the U.S., no. We'll never know oh, that information. Okay. It comes out on Halloween in Japan. So, uh, 2020? It is definitely 2020, they said, but unannounced time in 2020. I Hopefully it's a summer and like it'll just be a fun I summer really, RPG. They really, I need it to be in March, and they're going to fuck no, me No, you can't. Do you remember what's happening in March? I don't care. I they need, it to, they need it to come out at the beginning of the year. It, it can't be like the gap between the Japanese and the U.S. release of the original five. Like, they can't have it be that way. I'm just saying, like, at least if it was May, it's away from, like, every other game coming out. That's still, like, seven months, though. Like, there's no... There's already no reason that it shouldn't be a global release. What about January would work? Sure, but it's not gonna be then. Like, it's gonna be either... I'm just saying March is a really bad time when you have... All those other games coming out. In none of the, none of those games are going to compete with the Cyberpunk the, for the people who are going to play a JRPG like Persona. I feel like Cyberpunk is going to appeal to like almost everyone. I, I don't know. At least in the U.S., way. people who want to play Persona Five Royal are going to play Persona Five Royal regardless. over Cyberpunk. Yeah, I would still. Really, you yeah. would play an old game over a new one. Wow, Persona Five is so good. Yeah, but you Witcher Three is so good. Yeah, but the. And this is supposed to play better. Well, it's also like a way different thing. Yeah, I've yeah. heard a lot of people talking about Cyberpunk recently, and I, mm-hmm. it is not anything like that. So Right, right. But I'm just saying, like, I think this combat's going to be actually kind of fun. No, well, hey, man, Persona 5's a turn-based RPG. Oh, I also think that's fun. I'm not shitting on Persona. I'm just, I'm just saying, saying, like, that's... I, it's going to be You're great. shocking me. It's going to be great. You're shocking I love me. Persona. All right, the next one is uh, Platinum's developed game, Astral Chain, the weird action game that is coming out on the Switch at the end of August. I don't understand Platinum as a developer. No, I thought this was, like, accidentally just mistranslated. No, they did. he did say this. No, and then I thought he backtracked and was like, no, I don't... I thought he backtracked. Maybe no. I as far as I am aware, there was no backtracking. Involved. Oh, I, mean, I guess I just wasn't. They said attention. they said that there was no paid. There was going to be no plans for paid DLC, and that this was supposed to be the first in a trilogy. 
Okay. I thought I heard something about, like, they backtracked. He definitely, something in the thing was mistranslated, but I still think he meant to say the part where it is a trilogy. Okay. So, I mean, if not, every translation is bad. So. Uh, Update. Yes. Was it Kamiya that was talking? Update. Astral Chain is not planned to be the first game in a trilogy after all. Oh, interesting. That's what I thought I read, which I was just yesterday. I... And this is There's no way that that is... Like, that's not a mistranslation that can happen. Like, what could he possibly have been saying instead of that? Okay, he could be expanded into a trilogy if the first game saw Yes, and that is... Yes. So I guess like I guess he's not saying it is going to be a trilogy. No, I mean that is what he is saying, and then the backpedaling is like they don't want people to think that this is right. some cliffhanger ending like every other fucking trilogy on the planet. I, I right, I I just knew there was like some backtrack, but okay. Yeah, I I do not think that Astral Chain should be a trilogy. Well, because it, I I think Platinum already is making too many games, and their output isn't consistent enough. Why would you do that? And there's rumors that Nintendo's bringing back uh, that Dragon game. Oh, Scalebound. Scalebound. Yeah, I, I mean, like in Bayonetta three is in trouble. Like I, Platinum is also developing. You uh, have to imagine they're considering making another Nier because that sold extremely well. Uh, that that all depends on Yoko Taro though, because that's a Square Enix thing. So, but I mean, like I, I mean, like I think it was sold extremely well, right? Oh, it sold like okay. Maybe it just kind of reviewed and... It did well. review very well and people talked about it a lot, but I like for... Like, it, it sold pretty good for, like... A platinum game, you think? For, like, JRPG standards, mm. but, like... In terms of, like, mass appeal, like, it was not so So what do you think is their... Like, Bayonetta's probably, like, their biggest? For I, mass N- appeal? Nier is probably their biggest thing now, but, I mean, Platinum... I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to think, like, mass appeal would... Because they... I mean, their games that are always... Transformers game... Like they, I mean, they make licensed games as well. So right, those they are the made ones that, that are going to sell. Teenage the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is not very good. They right. made the Legend of Korra game, which was not very good. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Vanquish sold pretty well, but a lot of the a lot of those older games, like their sales are padded out because they came out on Steam recently, and now mm-hmm. they're on sale all the time. So they sell like fucking nine right. million copies of Vanquish every single time it's on sale. Um, I, now near Automata is probably their number one selling game, but that's weird because it's a Square game, so it's not actually theirs. That now that you just mentioned the Steam sale, that reminds me of like what's going on with Steam. Did you see anything? About I saw that? people complaining about Steam, but not. Uh, uh, basically, they have like this new summer promotion where like I don't, I didn't really look into it too much, but like you can get like a free game from your wish list. Oh, yeah. So then people are going through and removing, like, all the indies from their wish list. So then they can get, like, a more valuable game. Uh, so they don't have to remove them. Mm-hmm. The, I did see this. Mm-hmm. You just have to put it as your number one. Like, right. you just have to move it up the list. But, like, people didn't understand that. Because they're like, stupid. Yeah. And indie developers are like, yeah, we're seeing massive, massive drop-offs of people, uh, like, being in, our, in like, wish lists. Yeah. So, did 
So like, it kind of sucks for you know. Indian it does, but it's, I, stuff, the but. tweet I saw was from Valve, mm-hmm. so they are at least saying like, yeah, you don't have to do this. That's but people, stupid. yeah, people. Which I didn't, I didn't look into it either, but that's because I don't buy games on Valve. So. I mean, I do, but right. I, I don't know. Steam sales have been not as good for the past like five years. Yeah. So. Since I got a PC, actually. That's when they stopped being good, because they heard that I got a PC that was capable of playing video also, games Also, when again. they were good, like, I I would have the luck where I would always miss out, because they'd be like, oh, it's it's a really good sale on this one game you want for an hour, and I would never, oh, I would never get there in that hour. Set alarms. I was, I was always ready for old Steam sales. The shit was dope. So sick. Because it's like, here's a $60 game. What? Flash sale? It's $4. Right. And right. you're like, how is this possible? Um, now it's just like, it's like 4% off. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sick. Yeah. There was some Devolver Or the same game. game is just like always on sale like every week, it seems. Yeah, there was some Devolver game recently that was on sale for like minus 1% off or something. That was, was that, like, so. there, that was that one that they, uh, with the... Other oh, cheap knockoff. One, the the cheap the f- knockoff, and it was like specifically a joke of like it was like one percent off, which made it like five cents cheaper. Yeah, ridiculous. Which I mean, it was that was just meant to be a joke, and people bought it and then complained that the games were bad. But the idea yeah, that <laughs> they were supposed to be. So. Well, exactly. It's like you don't. I, that no one got the joke. Yeah, yeah. like well, the people like, why would you buy that and then not get the joke? I mean, come on. But this I didn't see either. Ape Escape 20th anniversary. Yeah, so this year is the 20th anniversary of oh, the beloved Sony franchise. I thought you, they were announcing like some game. Well, so this is where everybody believes that it is happening. Um, is because they made an Ape Escape 20th anniversary website... They made a Twitter account, they tweeted about it, and then, like, if you go to the website, it has, like, the history of all the Ape Escape games on it, and there's no reason that they would make that if they weren't even gonna re-release an Ape Escape title or something. But they already have Medieval. Who fucking cares? Ape Escape was so sick, and it's been wronged for years. Why do you think it has been? And what's even more annoying is Ape Escape 3 was, like, rated by the ESRB to be re-released as a PS2 classic, and it still isn't out. And that was, like, three years ago. Hmm. So, I I mean, I I have Ape Escape 3 right over there. It's a Hmm. great product for the PlayStation 2. The first two games, also great. Right. I had the first one. The PSP games were fun enough. There was, like, an RPG one. There's a bunch of dumb ones. Ape Escape is just dumb fun, I think. And... It always baffles me that Sony, like, when they when they announced that they were bringing back Medieval, mm. I was like, where the fuck is Ape Escape? What's happening? And so I I th- I I hope that because they're making a bigger deal than they should if they weren't going to do something about the 20th anniversary and like this website and stuff, I, that they at least like get, let me buy the fucking games. Well, I don't understand. Like, why would you? Why would you not announce it and get people excited about it? I don't know. The whole thing was bizarre. But Sony's a weird company anyways. They're... They are. Well, I mean, think about the year when Sean Layton got on stage and wore the Vib Ribbon t-shirt. 
And everyone was like, oh, you bringing back Vib Ribbon? And he was like, what? No. Right. I just had this t-shirt and think Vib Ribbon is cool. And everybody was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? At least when, like, Microsoft, like, Microsoft's Phil Spencer comes out. Yeah. He's wearing, like, a shirt and it's usually, like... Something that will be announced there. Right. Like, or, where, like, you noticed this year, it was like, is that Psychonauts? Yeah, like, is that... And it was. <sighs> yes. And, and, like, could you imagine if he just wore a Psychonauts? A Psychonauts shirt for funsies? Yeah, and then they weird. didn't show it or they didn't have it? But, like, the Sean Layton thing, people ended up complaining about it so much that they finally re-released Vib Ribbon. So, like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I like Ape Escape as a franchise. Maybe. Sony doesn't have many franchises that, like, I see and think, like, oh, that's a Sony thing. Right. To me, other than, like, God of War. Like, no, no fun, childish ones. Well, they had, like, Crash... Other than Ratchet and Clank. Crash Bandicoot. But that's not theirs anymore, you know what I mean? Spyro. Yeah, no, those are no longer no, theirs. No, which is just weird. Which... So, like, Ape Escape is the one, other than Ratchet and Clank, that I which would think Which Ratchet of and, and Clank say, like, is still complicated because... Because that's, that's Insomniac. And that's... Yeah. So, it is, like, the one kid-friendly franchise that I think of and be like, oh, that's, like, a fun thing, and they don't have that. Nick. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> Knack Fucking Mark Cerny and Knack Knack 2 baby God Knack 2 well, How did they make a second one? Christ I don't believe it But anyways Ape Escape is great mm-hmm. I hope that something comes of it Alright No Actually Wait before you go into this okay. I have one more thing Square Recently said That they are trying to no matter what, put out every game they've ever put out again. Mm. So they're trying to like put out re-releases of every SNES game, every Nintendo game, and the issue is that back in the day in Japan, they used to just delete the source code for the game when they were done, in most cases. So it's hard for some of them. But I thought it was very bizarre because they like they just released that Secret of Mana collection, right? And like all this other stuff. And also, they finally are re-releasing Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things because they are actually trying to go through and re-release their whole catalog, which like for people like me who really like JRPGs in that way, right? It's super cool that they're doing that. I mean, they're even re-releasing like romancing saga games here that never were even localized. For the U.S. market. Now, question. Yeah. Would you rather they release all these or they focus on some new stuff? I would rather they just re-release the old stuff okay. because they have shown an incompetency in making new stuff. Okay, because like it, that E3 press conference, they didn't announce any new JRPGs. Uh, no. Because I, uh, Square is in a bizarre place and like I don't, I don't know what's happening mm-hmm. at all. So... If they if they want to give me the stuff I know I already like, right, and it, they seem to also have learned that when they release shitty ports of the old games, that's not a good thing. Yeah, because like all like pretty much every port on Steam is like a bad port. Uh huh. Like the Chrono Trigger one, which is my favorite game of all time, they had to patch it like six times to get it to a place where it's like almost as good as the Super Nintendo version of the game. Would you rather just have the Super Nintendo game on... Just in a fucking, like, emulator shell? On, like, PlayStation 4. Sure. That's, yeah. Is that all you'd be... Yeah. Would you want a graphical upgrade? No, or? I want no, I want it to be that game. Hmm. 
and they can but they don't do that they try to do weird shit like graphical upgrades and well, like that. Is, it looks like absolute dog the shit. reason why i ask is because you can play that easily just grab your snes classic I, I mean i could also just grab my actual snes or my ds which has a great version of it on mm-hmm. there or a playstation but like right there is something about the convenience of it like if i could give them money and say hey man Thanks for Chrono Trigger. Right. Here's ten bucks. Like I would do that. Right. But they, they, they fuck up on all their dumbass things. So like the Secret of Mana Collection is dope. Right. And they, like it, it is a good port of those three games. One of them's an original Game Boy game. Somehow that's running pretty well on the Switch. And they like refuse to say what emulator they were using and like how they did it. So I, that's a little bizarre, but. Hmm. Um, I, that's cool that yeah. Square is trying to do that it's just for a lot of those older games they got rid of the code or like it's impossible to find now so that's gonna be interesting but like can't they just pull the code from cartridges it I mean in I theory get, yes I mean, I, like, the I mean, source ignorant? code is like slightly different or, but, uh, yeah. I, I don't understand any of that yeah. stuff but yeah like uh, yeah they gotta have the uncompiled code somewhere mm. so that they can redo it it's not mm. as easy as just like if you have the uncompiled code it's way easier to like change it for something else yeah. alright so this the ID Xbox Game Pass was just yesterday and it was basically just an indie showcase yeah they had done another one of these right. last month mm-hmm. the year or at least a month couple before? months ago yeah, a couple months ago and this is all games that are either coming coming out soon or coming out at launch on xbox game pass mm-hmm. uh it had a very good flow to it i i mean much better than sony if oh my god sorry i shouldn't have... yeah that's true <laughs> uh but before i break this down how shitty do you want to feel as like a human being right now me yes why uh you know that deer game oh no do you want to guess how many people are working on that game Two. One. Nah. And guess the age of that person. No way. Are they 17? They started the game at 16. Nah. He just turned 20. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're so bad at life. <laughs> he just seems like a, like a really cool kid, and you're like, damn. I guess he's just like very artistically inclined, and then he was like, God. I gotta learn how to code, so I then he w- just coded. I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was good at stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, like, they show, they, like, talk to him a little bit, and you're just like, started this at 16, and, like, at 20 years old, he's releasing a game on, like, Xbox that looks really good. It just, it makes you feel a little shitty. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, on the other hand, it makes me feel good because it does mean the development tools for that kind of thing are, like, way more available to, like, a regular human being. So, like, people could try to learn Mm -hmm. and do that if they really wanted to. Uh, But, yeah, they did a little deeper dive into that. They showed a little bit more into the Spiritfarer game. Oh, yeah. Um, Um, That game also looks sad. Great. mm -hmm. It was a good 20 games. I have it pulled up here somewhere yeah the following games they announced that are coming out soon my time at portia okay that yeah that's on everything already yes but it's coming coming in game pass it's coming to game pass okay uh and that's coming to xbox and pc game pass unavowed it looks like some adventure game yeah i have seen this yeah 
uh, Bad North. It's like this tactical RTS. Okay. Uh, where like you're defending against Vikings. God, there are. We're running. We're gonna run out of video game titles soon. Mm, yeah. And everything will be indistinguishable from everything else. Time Spinner is coming to Game Pass. Oh man! Now I don't have to buy it. It's PC Game Pass. So. What? That's where I wanted to play it, anyways. Yeah, just PC. Undertale is coming to PC Game Pass. I heard, fuck, I already own Yeah, that. you already I'm on uh, PS4. Worms coming to both. <laughs> WMD. Sick. Uh, for the King, it's like some hex-based strategic game. It is, yeah. Uh, Goner, it's it's like a roguelite. Oh, that was exclusive to Switch for a really long time. Mm-hmm. That game has a really crazy art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, Banner Saga 3, so it'll have the trilogy. Okay, I was going to say, weren't the other two already? The, yes. Uh, they announced that the, all three of the When they announced the PC Game right, Pass, right. they said those. Yeah, yes. Uh, Yoku's Island Express is going to be coming to both. That was also a Switch exclusive right. <laughs> for a very long time. I played that. It should have been better. And then the following games, when they initially are released, they will also be on Game Pass. So we will not have to buy these. Sick. Hit me. Uh, the first one is Pathologic 2. Okay. It is just kind of like a... It says first-person rural Russian simulator. It did seem kind of like horror-ish. It is a horror product, yeah. Uh, Secret Neighbor, which it seems like it's a follow-up to Hello Neighbor. Okay, I was going to say, isn't that, is that the one where you like kill your neighbors or whatever? It, it's like a horror game. I think it's more of like a stealth horror game. I don't know if you kill your neighbor. I don't know. I I'm confusing that. There's some game where like you have... It's kind of like, like a, a you have like a barbecue at your house, but you like are poisoning all the people. No, this is like a you're sneaking into your neighbor's house and it has kind of like a friendly aesthetic. Hello, neighbor. Okay, I'll have to check that out. That I don't know. I'll I'll look it up because that's on Game Pass. The first one. No, yeah, I can't think of what the fuck the game I'm thinking of is. I I remember seeing someone play it though. Oh, I know. Oh, you've never seen that? No. Okay. Um, so yeah, that that seems like it's just a follow-up to that. Way to the Woods, which we talked about. Yeah, the deer game. Uh, Spirit Far, which... Yeah, which uh, also sad, sad times. Uh, Creature in the Well, which is a pinball dungeon crawler. Yes, which so... Which seems interesting. I want to think it's cool, but then mm-hmm. also, you said Yoku's Island Express earlier. Which is another, like... Which that. is like a pinball Metroidvania-style game, right. and like... For the first hour or two, I was like, this is a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, I was like, I don't like this concept anymore, and I wish everything was just like I could move around like a normal thing. That game was like four hours long. So, like, when a game that's four hours long I thought was too long already, like, I don't know. The big difference is, like, in that one, the character is the pinball. Yeah, this, this one, the, you're, you're hitting things. You're hitting yeah. the ball, so it's like a pinball. I, so I hope I like it more. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undermine, it's an adventure, action-adventure roguelite. Yep. Uh, Star Renegades, it's another uh, roguelite. Of course it is. Uh, this one just seems bombastic and crazy. Totally accurate bo- battle simulator, Tabs. Oh, yeah, I have watched a lot mm. of that. It, it, I, I don't think that will run well on consoles at all. Yeah. Because it, like, breaks PCs now. Mm. It's For anyone who has never seen Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, you should look up videos of it. Yeah. But basically, you, like, pit 
two sides of an army together and they like ragdoll at each other right, in like right. the dumbest fucking it way almost, you could possibly think of. Uh, what is that? It's gang beasts. It is almost it, it is almost like gang beasts in the way that they're just like yeah, flailing yeah, yeah, yeah. around like idiots. But like. I, I don't know, like, the story mode, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. you have a certain set cost, and you're going against two mammoths. Right. And so, like, then it's just, like, dudes with spears, but instead of hitting it with the spears, they, like, fly <laughs> up at them, and then they're just, like, wiggling around. And right, right. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's, but it's really fun to watch. Yeah, it's... Yeah. So if they can get that worked out on console, that'd be yeah. good. Uh, another one, un Unto the World, or Unto the End, which is kind of like a Limbo-type game. Okay. A uh, night night call, which is that uh, yeah, you're like a taxi game. driver. That game actually looks pretty cool. Where you're I like mean. the last human taxi driver. Yeah, and everything else is like automated and mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. Uh, Felix the Reaper. It's a romantic comedy about death. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, uh, Dead Static Drive. It's a horror game. I can fall. Fell. Oh, Inkenfell? Yes. Inkenfell. I backed that on Kickstarter. So, yeah. So that was... They showed all that in the 20 minutes. As I said, it had a good flow to it. It did. Um, I definitely recommend I even linked it for you so you can... Yeah, I should. Uh, Inkenfell seems like a really cool game. It is a turn-based RPG about uh, kids who go to a wizard school. So it's like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boy, do I not like the person who made it on Twitter. Oh. That's... They're, like, weirdly negative about everything like mm. i'm a fairly negative person but like i've never seen someone so upset at everyone else's joy in my entire life mm. so i actually had to unfollow them on twitter <laughs> because i was just like yo i can't i i actually every time i read one of your tweets i it makes me upset oh that reminds uh, me but their game looks really sick i wanted to do a new series <laughs> um i just recently fo started following a new a, tw a twitter account it's uh, shitty gamer takes. Oh, I don't God. know if you you're familiar with this. I am. I mean, I have seen so, some of the stuff. So I thought I would do a shitty gamer take of uh, of, of the episode. So like in the last two weeks. Okay. So this is my favorite from the last two weeks. It was uh, Square Enix explains why it changed Tifa's breasts in Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, this was I see I that was so upsetting to me that I didn't even put it on here as a news article. Well, no, I I like this comment okay. that somebody tweeted about the article. Uh -huh. I couldn't care less. Never played this game, but what's wrong with boob, big boobs nowadays? Feminist SJWs, etc., are using their influence to become what they hated in the first place. Because this qualifies, excuse me, because this qualifies as just plain discrimination. <laughs> God. <laughs> so now I have to talk about this because because <laughs> you had to bring it up. I was trying to escape without talking about Tifa's boobs, but here we are in the podcast talking about Tifa's boobs. I can read another really shitty take that made me Final laugh. Fantasy VII Remake at E3, everyone was like, where's Tifa at? Mm -hmm. They finally show Tifa. I think she looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like muscular, she kicks people to death, which is what I wanted. It honestly reminds me a lot of what they did with Laura Croft. But not at any point during that trailer when i mm. saw her kicking people did i think what's up with her boobs right because in the original final fantasy 7 her boobs would have been like triangle polygon things also who fucking cares also, okay 
Well, how old is she in those games? I, they're like they're always like seventeen, eighteen. Well, that's what I, I thought. She was like kind of young. They're, they might be twenties in that. Mm-hmm. I, they're always between seventeen and twenty-five, mm-hmm. and then the old guy in each game is like thirty, and you're like, all right, listen, man. I, they're not that old. Mm-hmm. Like Sid, I I think Sid in Final Fantasy VII is like thirty, and he seems like he's like fifty. Many, I don't think you understand though. Feminists are discriminating against oh, big boobs. So, anyways, <laughs> apparently people were very upset that Diva's boobs were smaller than they expected, or something, because she's like wearing a sports bra. Mm-hmm. And then there was some article about how Square had some ethics committee or something, and they told them to basically. So this was a trans mistranslated article. They. Mm-hmm. All, every website actually reported on the mistranslated version and said that the ethics group had said to make her boobs smaller. But basically what they actually said was, hey, why don't you make them like proportional to her actual body so right. they're not like fucking flopping around all over the place and look terrible which and is, stupid. Which is what they did with make, Lara Croft. Make her look like a real human. Yeah, which is what they did with Lara Croft. And there were so many people... Who are upset about the, like what's going on? And a lot of them probably didn't play Final Fantasy Seven, uh huh, and aren't gonna play Final Fantasy Seven. Sure, I just like the amount of absolute shitheads that I saw getting mad about mm-hmm. Tifa's boob size was out of control. Mm-hmm. Like just let it let it go. Go watch porn or something. I just come mm-hmm. on, man. Mm-hmm. She's, like, actually a cool character, and right. I was so glad when they revealed her, and I was like, okay, they're not doing the thing that they do with every Japanese female character, where they're, like, a helpless right. idiot, and she is characterized in the same way she was in the original. Like, she is a good character, okay? Right. People love Tifa for a reason. Well, apparently some people loved her for her enormous boobs, See, like, which she doesn't have anymore, I guess. Like, when I think of even, like, Street Fighter Five. I thought a lot of those characters that just like seemed one unnecessary. Yeah, like Laura in Street Fighter Five. Laura, Mika. Mika's is yeah crazy. And like her, Mika's doesn't even look real. That's the other thing. They just look like two baseballs. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're just like have they looked at a woman's like what a woman looks like, dude? I don't know. But anyways. I'm fine with Tifa. I think she's a good character, and, you know, good for her. Making a woman look more normal and proportional, I'm all for that. How dare they? Yeah, yeah. The SJWs are ruining video games for everyone. Mm. Do you want me to read another shitty? Go for it. I don't know that I'll be able to take it. I don't even want politically neutral games anymore. (sighs) Where's the games with which push back? I want an aggressive white man with a machine gun who saves a beautiful white woman whose only purpose is to be sexy, to be a sexy reward for the guy to fuck. He wants games that push back, Manny. Come on! (laughs) Like, that's a caricature. That's not even real. That's not even real. This is a real... You should follow this account. It's some woman, some girl, that just, like, Collects collects the really, worst yeah, tweets. Yes, it, it is very humorous. God damn! It makes you feel a little bad, but at the same time, like, how do you just not laugh at that? Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> oh boy. 
I love, I love Barrett, too. Yeah. You know what? He's a single parent. Mm-hmm. Leave Barrett alone. I just can't get over the discriminating against women with big boobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's discrimination. Yeah, definitely <laughs> discrimination. Uh, with that, we so that's will, uh, that's our segment yeah, of, big, uh-huh. of uh, shitty gamer gamer tweets. Gamer tweets. We're gonna transition into what we have been playing, uh, which we've been playing a which lot, which is everything said. that exists. Yes. So we finished Mass Effect trilogy yes. together, playing it together. So we had to replace it with something mm-hmm. else. I suggested that we played play Shenmue. Yes. And you said, "Okay, we'll play it once." Right. And I thought to myself, no way. We're going to play it all the fucking way through Shenmue, and it's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. You were not into it when no. we first played it, and then right when we were about to end, you said, I think we're going to have to beat Shenmue. No. See, what happened is, I started playing the game, and like, you know controlling in the house. Okay, in the, the house, controls are bad. The controlling in the, the house specifically. There's a lot about Shenmue that's bad. He controls in the house, and I'm like, oh, no. This is going to be rough. And then about, like, halfway through, I'm like, there's something to this, though. There's something. There is. So, for those who don't know, Shenmue is a game that was directed by Yu Suzuki. Mastermind of Sega, Yu Suzuki. And uh, it came out at around the time of the Dreamcast launch. And at the time... It was amazing. Like people were like, "Oh shit, this like this realistic crafted world. Everything is so immersive." And they spent so much money on it and it's essentially believed to be one of the main things that made it so that Sega had to exit the console business because it took so much money. Mm-hmm. Uh people who liked Shenmue back then, boy, they're diehard people and they really like Shenmue. Shenmue 2, mm-hmm. they salvaged. It did come out on the Dreamcast in Japan. But the Dreamcast was done in the U.S. by the time it would have been released, so they retooled it for the original Xbox. And in the U.S., it came out for the original Xbox. As we all know, Shenmue 3 was kickstarted, and uh, it's been delayed 900 times. Right. It looks to be uh, god-awful for a modern video game. Right. And it is set to release in August? Or no, it, it got delayed again. It got pushed back to like November. All right. Well, it might come out this year. I don't think it's gonna. But we got to get ready for that. It's just like I I don't know what it is because like think about the way the story is told where it's just like the best way humanly possible. So so like you you're given a oh. task of like find sailors and then you just got to go. Ask everyone in the t- in the area, like yeah. But what have if you seen sailors? What if you did it like a speaking spell? Have you seen a sailor? Right, and like everything, or like your task is like you got to find out where the black car went. You go up to everyone. Have you seen a black car? Like, of course they have. You fucking dumbass. Have you seen the men in black suits? <laughs> <laughs> So that's the entire game. You like you find out where the men in black suits are, and then you got to find out where the car. My was. favorite one is so the... far is when you have to find Chinese people. Oh yeah, and he's yeah. just like, do you know anything about the Chinese? <laughs> and you're like, come on, come on, man. There's no way that this is happening. So the main character is Ryo, uh, mm. Ryu Hazuki, I believe his name is, and he, uh, his dad dies in the beginning. He gets right. killed by men in black suits by Lan D, who is in the 
Chinese mafia, I believe we figured out, and he stole some magic-ass mirror from his dad. Which it definitely didn't look like a mirror. No, it looked like some fucking weird, dumb, ancient thing. So it seems like that's just a really bad translation. Maybe it was actually a mirror. We'll find out in the trilogy, I'm sure. But, so then, like, it's Rio's whole thing, even though he's a high school kid, to, like, get revenge on his dad. Mm -hmm. But instead of going about it like a normal person, he talks like a speaking spell to everyone around him, asking the world's most basic questions. Right. Um, and it just... It is... There's nothing... Nothing goes on. Like, no. nothing goes on. And then there are, like, times where you're like... Because the game just... It's automatically just moving forward time at all times. So, like, four minutes of uh, real-world time is an hour, it's an in, hour. in the game. Uh-huh. So there are times where, like, you have to wait till 7 o'clock at night, and it's maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. So you just have to do nothing for, what, the, the 36 minutes? Because that's nine yeah. hours? So you could go to the casino, which right. we usually do, right? Uh, to try to... Just kill time. Kill time, maybe making money at the casino. Or you can go play Space Harrier or Outrun at the arcade. Right. Or if you wanted to get really rowdy, you could go to a gotcha machine and get figurines of Sonic and Virtual Fighter characters. But that costs money, which you then need later. Mm-hmm. So we have not gotten to the point yet where you have to get a job right. and stack crates with a forklift all day long. Um, that, that'll that take up a lot of time. I was going to say that maybe that'll make the game go faster. <sighs> well, we'll see. Okay. Um, th- th- one of the things that I just think is really bizarre about it is <clears throat> you have... The f- combat system is like ridiculously right. in-depth because it was... Sega's fighting game at that time was Virtua Fighter. Right. And Virtua Fighter is really strange and technical, and they carried over a lot of those mechanics to this, but you never fight. No, we've played, we've cut the game in pretty much half, and you've done all the fighting. I've done all the fighting, but it's only been like three fights. Like, Mm -hmm. I did an optional fight in the park where I fought these two kids. Right. um, And I fought... A group of guys. You've fought two a- groups of guys, right? Because they were sailors mm-hmm. with tattoos, right? And then um, the game also kind of like revolutionized or brought in quick time quick time events. events. Is one of the first games known for having quick time events. So like something will happen, you have to push left really mm-hmm. quick or right. A or B, whatever the button prompt is. Uh, it's just a really weird game. Not to change subjects, but like. It to, for me personally, like it's just like this weird alternate universe. I'm kind of like, what if video games went down this road and this is like became the standard for video games? Like just so, just uh, bizarre. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about judgment later, but in my mind, Yakuza right is what the evolution of Shenmue. Like mm-hmm. it is what happened if Shenmue got good. Right. In in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I agree. I see the... You can clearly see, you know, yeah. uh, the influence. And, and I mean, it's very Japanese. Like, it right. takes place in Japan. Uh, Shenmue takes place in, like, the late 80s. Is it 1987, I think, or something? Mid-80s, maybe? Yeah. And it... I don't know. Like, I guess oh. I don't know anything about what it was like back then in Japan in the 80s, but... Well, we played Yakuza 0. I did, and... Yeah, okay. Very different... 
Very different from the 80s area. I... We're just in a small Japanese town where literally nothing happens. Yeah, like, literally nothing happens. Like, the most important thing that's ever happened is Landy killing your dad, and um, there's a, a little girl finds a cat, and they put it in a box, and you can pet it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Fucking nothing else. Yeah. Uh, and everyone is like weirdly concerned with tattoos. I mean, which I guess is kind of weird because like in Japan, tattoos, especially back then, were associated with like crime. And, I wonder like, if the, that's yak- the yakuza. That's probably I, I bet that's changed now. But at least in mm. Shenmu, it's wild because oh, they're yeah. like, "You're gonna get a tattoo? No." And, well, or, like, like, everyone who has a tattoo, they're like, you're a bad person. It's like, this is weird. Well, there's, like, everything just feels over the top and, like, even, like, the Chinese. And, okay, but everything feels over the top, but also devoid of all emotion. Yeah, yeah. Like, every single voice performance mm. is terrible. There has yet to be a person we have heard speak in Shenmue that I thought, like, they're doing a good job. Like, it all sounds like absolute trash. It makes me wonder, like, do you think the Japanese version is better? It's gotta be. Well, I mean, I would think it would be worse because it wouldn't make me burst out laughing every time anyone talks about it. Well, no, it. I mean, like, if you're Japanese... And you oh, I, I, bet Japanese. If, I bet if you were Japanese playing the Japanese version, it would be okay. Mm. Like, it, it would be, like, authentic to the time or, like, the speech mm. patterns of the area. Whereas, like, what we get is, like, I don't talk to strangers! Except imagine that if I was literally right up on the mic and so muffled that it's... And we were recording in an open-air basement. Like, I... It sounds so bad. I what? In the voice acting is poor. Like I feel like you and I could do as well as they they are. Well, yeah. I mean, we we have better technology now. No, I mean like back then. I'm saying like the voice acting skills. Oh yeah. I'm not talking about the. Oh, I could become very emotional about uh, Landy killing my father. I would be bad at it, but I think I could be as good as him. Oh yeah. And what I think is crazy is they got the same fucking English voice actor that mm-hmm. voiced Ryo in Shenmue 1 and 2 for Shenmue 3, and it still sounds just as bad, mm-hmm. but in 2019. Yeah. So, I, I don't get it. Yeah, like, people a... love this game, and right. I mean, we're coming to it way later than back then. Like, I had watched people play through this game before, right? but playing it yourself... Much different experience. It is still a fascinating and like it is fascinating. For some reason, I'm kind of into it. I yeah, I mean, we're gonna beat it, and right. I'm very excited about it. And we it. may go into Shenmue. Oh, 2. we're gonna go into Shenmue <laughs> too. We can't just play Shenmue one and then I have that knowledge mm. and I play Shenmue three. Like I gotta go all we in. We may take a break and play. We definitely have to take a break because we're gonna play probably uh, that the Marvel game coming out. Here. Yeah. And then but we can hop back into Shenmue. Fucking Shenmue, man. It's, it's a just... 1999's a, finest. It's a bizarre game. It bizarre. might have come out in 2000, I don't remember. But anyways... <clears throat> it... Yeah, dude. It's... Like, as a piece of history, it's wild. Because it's yeah. basically what fucked Sega over. And... It, it was just, like... Revolutionary at the time. Right. Because you think about it, it was it, it was coming out, and what it was competing with graphically was PlayStation One games. Right. Like, think about what Final Fantasy VII looked like, for instance, and then you look at what Rio looks like in fucking Shenmue, and you're like, right. "Holy shit, this is like a world of difference." And it was before the PS2, so like, 
It, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, Final Fantasy VII was a little before that, right? Yeah, I mean, but I'm just like, right, as I, an example, a PS1 game, like, they literally look like polygonal mm-hmm. thing. Like, right, Cloud right. is, you can't even tell what the hell he is. Well, that's what I was also wondering, not getting back to that Tifa thing, but I was like, they really changed the way Cloud looks and his hair and stuff. His hair is like... No, he looks the same. His hair is not, like, bigger than his head. No, it is. Is it? It is. Okay. Uh, I mean, he looks well. Whatever. He's mm. looked like that for a right, decade because right. ad- the movie Advent Children and Kingdom Hearts and everything else is. All right, and that's what his art looked like mm. as well. So. Well, right. It yeah. just, but whatever. Uh, the next game, hopping right into yeah, you played f- more Forza Horizon, oh, but with Legos this time. Yes, which I'm loving it. Yeah. I yes. Lego Champions. I. Did everything, pretty much. Cool. Uh, It's very simple, but it's just very satisfying. They just kind of, like, have... I don't even know how many challenges. Like, I would guess hundreds of challenges where you just kind of earn Lego blocks, and then you just spend those Lego blocks to just earn new things. So you kind of, like, upgrade your... You remember in the original where you were kind of running around and bouncing and getting, like, new houses? Yeah. This, you just have the one house, and you just keep upgrading it. Okay. With Just by doing these challenges. And the challenges are, like, you know, win this race or complete this race and then win the race and... Uh, so you that's also how you unlock new cars as well. So you start out with just the Lego Mini Cooper, and then you unlock the Ferrari and the McLaren that, that they showed in the trailer. Yeah. Which I was a little disappointed at first because I was like, I'm going to drive the Ferrari now. But then I was like, oh, I don't have it unlocked. And then uh, you unlock it later, which is fine. Yeah. And then you also actually get the Ferrari... Real Ferrari as well. Oh, cool. And then you also get the real McLaren as well. So. Nice. Um, so, like, is... How do you go to Lego Town? You just go to a... Is it just, like, a different menu? In like, a different world? You drive to a specific area on the map, and then you just kind of, like, hit X, and it transfers you over to the map. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it like, turns the whole map into no, Lego no, or some was, shit, and that would have been, been so cool. cool. Yeah. Okay, so it's like a different ma- area. Like yeah, a different like, thing. Okay. And it's just like Fortune Island was the same one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I didn't know if they were going to like mm-hmm. Lego fi the No, that, that would have been like awesome. Something, but... yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, is it a much smaller area? It is a much smaller area, okay. but like... So like... There... Did you ever play Lego Island? Yes. Does it look like Lego Island? Mm, maybe, like, the city does. Okay. A little bit. But, like, they That's have, cool. like, multiple different areas. Like, there's a, a pirate area where it's all, like, pirate ships. Damn, I gotta play this DLC. On the, on the beach. And then there's, like, a desert with dinosaur bones. Man, I fucking... There's, like, forest, and then there's the city... And then there's all just, like, the standard stuff. And you don't even have to drive a Lego car. Oh, you can drive regular cars in the Legoland? Yeah. That should be illegal. Well, there's only three. Mm. So. Well. The one problem I did have is the Forza-thons. There were a lot less people. 
So there were a few that I actually never completed, which was the first time ever. Mm. And I think it's because people like were not excited about this. Well, that that also should be illegal. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, people were complaining like the really serious Forza guys. Were oh, like, you should have fixed the, the way sound, cars sound. Instead, you did this, and just like this is not my Forza experience. Anyways. Is, yeah. One thing I've been kind of wondering is, do you think there's a chance that they release another expansion for this? No. Because normally they only do two, but then they also release a new game in the fall. There's not a Forza game. Well, Turn 10 releases a new game in the fall. But they're not. No, I know, because they're going to launch it on the Xbox. Right, so like, I'm just kind of wondering if maybe they'll release another in the fall or the spring. I... Or this will be the, the last one for... A year and a half, basically. I would bet it's the last one for a year and a half. That'd be kind of a bummer. Well, I mean, unless they're going to make you pay for it individually outside of the season pass. Oh, that's right, because the season pass was just two. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, uh, did, it added probably 10, 15 hours, as I said. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to them adding another mm-hmm. expansion. I just don't think they will because right. of the season pass. And well, like, they, it just kind of creates that weird void where they this generation, they've pretty much always... I think they've always released a Forza game. They have. It's This will be the first year in mm-hmm. forever that they've taken a break. Uh, but, I mean, they should, mm-hmm. realistically. Yeah. It's just... This is when you and I hopped in for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, this is... I adore this this franchise. As I said, like, it you prestige at level 200. So I was just kind of playing, and then all of a sudden it was just like you prestiged, and I got like a hundred thing of, like, achievements. I was like, I've played this a lot. Yeah. So, you can go back and play the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you want Well, that, like, I was... They actually, this is not a bad, like, service game. Like No, yeah. Because, yeah. like, it, they weekly, or like, uh, change it up with the different seasons. And they actually did that with the Lego. To, mm, to the point where there was, like, cool. snow on top of the trees and oh stuff. Oh, my God. This game. So it was, like, it was just winter. It just changed to spring. And they, they have new weekly challenges. So, like, it, this is... If you want to just hop in, like, once a week and play through the game, like, there's enough content to do it for, like, an hour or so. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, like, they do actually support the game well. Oh, I, they always do, and they mm-hmm. always release, like, mm-hmm. a car or a few right. cars a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, they, they, they do, they do a yeah. good job with Forza in general. So... Uh, the next game you and I both we played. We both played Cadence of Hyrule. But we the, played it very differently. We did play it very differently. The developers of Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yes. Uh, which is a roguelite game, rhythm game, mm-hmm. where you move on the beat and kill enemies to the beat and you get a bunch of items and different stuff. They just transferred that to Zelda. So there's Zelda music, and you can play as Link or Zelda. I would specifically say they transferred it to A Link to the Past. They did, yes. Um, You can also play as Cadence, the main character of... You unlock her later, though. You do, but she is the main character of Crypt of the Necronancer. Because she gets transported to Hyrule through a magic music portal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you find out that Octavo... Octavo... 
is trying to do some weird magic shit mm-hmm. with four musical instruments to awaken Ganon, as usual, in the Zelda universe. And you go around, and it is grid-based, like uh, A Link to the Past. Right. Um, so it is much, much easier than Crypt of the Necrodancer. Like, Crypt of the Necrodancer is punishingly hard mm-hmm. in a way that I find to be kind of upsetting. Right. Whereas... Cadence of Hyrule is much closer to being a Zelda game than it is to being a roguelike. The weird thing for me is it has, like, a really weird difficulty arc where the beginning is just like, man, this is really hard until you kind of get into the groove. And then it hits a point where you're just like, I'm just mowing down enemies. Okay, I did not feel that way. I felt like it was really easy and then it just progressively got easier as it went. You thought it was easy? Well... Even though I didn't... Well, I did try the rhythm at first. Yeah. And I just burst out laughing because... <laughs> so what I like about... I I saw a bunch of people talking about how there was no... There was a mode where you could turn off the rhythm-based elements. Mm-hmm. And so I told you that because I knew that it was a Zelda game and you'd be right. more interested in it. Um, but it became like a weird video game elitist thing for a lot of people. Where they're like, how could you do this? It takes away all the challenge of the thing. And it's like, listen, man. Mm-hmm. I like rhythm games a lot. Right, right. If someone is going to actually be able to play and enjoy a thing... It's not taking away from your experience with right. the game. Like, it's just a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. That, whatever. But I... So, in each grid, when you kill all the enemies, you can move without the rhythm. Right. So, I was on one of them, thinking I had killed all the enemies and was just mashing. And then the game is like pops up with a thing saying, like, dude, you suck shit at this. Mm. Do you want to turn off the rhythm? And I was just like... Fuck off, game. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, but it is is—it is essentially just Crypt of the Necrodancer, but with mm. much easier enemy right, patterns. Right. And maybe that's why, like, to you, it wasn't that hard, because you yeah. played the other one. Um, and it is just... It just does get easier as you go, because, right, right. like, you, like Zelda, when you get hit, you lose a heart or half a heart. But when you have, like, a billion heart containers... Mm-hmm. It just, you don't even have to give a shit about attacking during the pattern for, like, a lot of the bosses and things. Um, the, so that's kind of weird. The one thing that did make it a lot easier for me is when I got the spear. I only use the spear, yeah. Right. But you don't get that in, uh, until, like, you've played it a little bit and yeah. die and stuff. So, yeah. Um, the, uh-huh. What what ended up selling me on this game was Ben from Giant Bomb on the podcast had described it as a turn-based game. It could be seen as that, yeah. And, like, the other yeah. mode. So I started playing it, and I was like, that is... I guess when I hear turn-based, I think of, like, a menu pops up. And oh, like, yeah, but it's like you move, and, that like, it, each move is a turn. It, right. It's To me, it's more, like, super hot. Kind Where, of, like, yeah. It, time doesn't move until you move. Yeah. When you move, and the characters move, or whatever. So, like... So it ended up becoming like less of a rhythm game and just more of a puzzle game. Yeah. I would describe it more of as like a puzzle game than. But did you, not to change subjects a little bit, but did you a- were able to figure out where you were stuck before? Yeah, I, there was like a very obvious door that I just did not mm-hmm. see. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
but I mean, I played it as a rhythm game, so it is very right. much a rhythm game yeah, because yeah. you even if you don't move on the beat, they move. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. You just have to learn their patterns, which are all wicked easy in comparison to what Crypt of the Necrodancer was. Um, but it is, like, just as, like, a cool Zelda thing, I think it's awesome. Well, not just a cool Zelda thing, but, like, you think a couple years ago with Mario Rabbids. Yeah, like, Nintendo never used to let other people touch their IP ever. Like, look what happened with the CDI, like, Wand of Gamelon and shit like that. Like, just absolute gutter trash. Mm -hmm. And it made them weary of sharing their IP with people. And then, like, yeah, Mario and Rabbids, they let Ubisoft do that. That was awesome. Exactly. And this is, like, not even, like, a huge developer like Ubisoft. Like, it's a literal indie studio. And they were like, yeah, man. I guess the what happened is they went to Nintendo and wanted to make, like, DLC. And they're like, hey, could we make DLC? And then Nintendo was like, actually, we would like you to make a real game. And that's, yeah, that's awesome. Right. So, like, if this is the new Nintendo where they're kind of licensing out their big licenses. Because, like, when you think Mario and Zelda, like, that's their big two. And that's the two that they're licensing out. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, it is exciting that, like, as long as it's done well, it's going to have to be done well. But, yes. Um but yeah, all all the music is great. Like, and it has a lot of like classic Zelda things, like Kakariko Village and the Gerudo Village mm. and stuff like that. There's Zoras in it. It just like it is weird because it f- still feels like a Zelda game. Right. It feels more like a Zelda game than it does like a Crypt of the Necrodancer Crypt, right, right. type thing. Yeah. And so that that's what I think is cool. Like they were able to make it feel like a Zelda game as well. Also, the music is fantastic. It's so fucking good. Um, and yeah, there's just like a lot of weird items and stuff. You don't even necessarily need to get all of them to beat mm-hmm. the game, but you can. And it's right. got the three bottles, like most Zelda games. There's, you can attack the chickens, and they will come after you. It it is a really really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of people saying they think $25 might be too expensive for it, but I, I don't know. I feel like that is your... That's subjective. Well, you're, and you're also kind of buying the, the Nintendo name. Name with it, yeah. So, like, it'd be normally $20, but it's $5 more for, like, because it has Zelda. Yeah. And for that $5 more to have Zelda stuff, I'd be willing to pay for that. I mean, I was willing. I would have bought it for whatever. I think right. it just is a very cool game. Um, but to if, me, there's another one on this list that I think is a little too expensive for an indie game, and that's the Bloodstained that you'll talk about. Oh, I don't the, think that's true. At all. Really? Because like, I just feel like most indie games are twenty, thirty dollars. For it being forty dollars, it just seems a little high. It's very long. Is it? Because like, yeah. I heard that it's like twenty-ish hours. Yeah, twenty hours. For what it is, I mean, well, I'll talk about it when I get there. But it's, I'm just trying to think, like, Ori was, like, 15, 20 hours. You paid $60 for Symphony of the Night. Right, right. And it is Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you don't like the sound of Cadence of Hyrule being too easy, there is also a mode that makes it a roguelike, so you die mm-hmm. and it's over. You have to start all over. That sounds not... So you could do that. I think I could beat it that way. Starting out that way? Yeah, I think I could do it. The whole thing. Oh boy, I I wouldn't. Be able I would to have to be very. I would have to actually like give a shit, because by the end of that game, I was just like ramming my face into every. Enemy well, that yeah, game, like, like this is even easy. the final boss, I was like, like yeah, this yeah. is hilariously easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I could do it. I'm not going to, but I think I could. 
Well, it's short enough that you could try. It is, yeah. It took me like six hours or something, I think. Which, I mean, that's you fully exploring and dying a few times. Yeah, yeah. I think if you mainlined it, you could probably do it in three. Yeah. I also found out that it's randomly generated it, it, where everything is. It shakes up every time you die. Oh, I did. Well, no, not the where the village is and stuff. The map is always the same. It shifts some. Interesting. That is, I can't because the map is it marks maybe where it, everything is on the map. Maybe it changes every like new game or something. I think it changes every it, at the beginning when you start. It generates yeah. a map because like if we looked at my map now and your map, they would not be the same. We're, okay, like so the that, villages are in different spots. Like mm-hmm. the desert. For some people, like it, for me, it was in the upper right corner, but mm-hmm. I watched someone play and it was in the bottom opposite corner. The desert was, yeah, in the bottom left. The upper right was like lava. Okay, that's not the case for me. Mm. Yeah, this is the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's, that's cool too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you, people will have different experiences. If you start over, it'll be slightly different. You might not be able to get to certain places from certain areas. Right. That, that's cool to me as well. I, I think they did an excellent job for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very excited. When they announced that, I was excited about it. And then they just kept being like, oh, it might release this month. And it might release this month. And I was like, yeah. See, I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, this seems cool. But I'm not going to play a rhythm game. Yeah. But I really like A Link to the Past. So they made a mode that I could actually play. And that's exciting. I had the opposite reaction where I saw it was a rhythm game. And I was like, I'll play this no matter what. Even if it's terrible. Gotta support rhythm games. Alright, so you also played Trials Rising. I did. I gave it a try. I've been wanting to try it. And I was very confused because I heard a lot... Of the biggest complaint was, at a certain point, it just turns into a grind. And I was very confused of how that how that was. Because like early on, you're just leveling up like crazy. Like Probably four or five hours in, I was up to level 36. And then all of a sudden, I had lo- unlocked pretty much everything, and I needed to get to level 39. And the only way I could do it is basically getting gold in every single race. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, this is going to be probably 10 hours of me just trying to get perfects on every single race so I can advance. Which that's what Trials is. Right, and, the, and then I was like, oh, so this is what they were talking about where the grind because i because at first i mean i was just kind of moving along i was fine with just getting silvers i didn't have to get gold that's not the the type of gamer i am that's not the type of game trials is no no it is not (laughs) so i had fun for a little bit but i was like i'm ready to move on now yeah i never liked trials at all Mm. um i remember my brother playing the original one on xbox 360 and he really enjoyed it and i Mm -hmm. remember people liking it around that time i just don't i don't like it I i don't know what it is like something about the just the way the movement works right. like the way the bike physics work and like right. the i just don't yeah i never I really got a full grasp maybe i needed to play it more but it it, al- it always felt kind of like random i was like i feel like i'm doing the same thing every run but like every run it ends up being very different so there are people who like play it at like a professional level right. which is really bizarre but there are a lot of like really good Ubisoft sponsored tutorial videos on that stuff. So like well, if you I, ever really wanted to learn it, like right. there are good resources for it. Uh, well, I was playing and like one of them like is like the guy that they YouTuber that they 
brought out on yeah. the E3 stage, if you remember. He's actually in the game. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool that they, like, this YouTuber that really got into Trials, and they, like, brought him in, and they put him in the game. Like, for him, that was probably, like, yeah, a dream come true. Cool, yeah. But, like, yeah, Trials, I wanted to try it. Because it is, like, a one of, like, the cheaper Ubisoft games. It's not, like, a $60 product. No, no. So I tried it. It's interesting. It looked kind of neat because like the whole thing like afterwards is like then turns into the ragdoll fill it, fill, uh, physics and yeah. stuff. But it, it just it does have a weird physics engine and it is kind of a weird game. Yeah, it's very, it's very strange. <laughs> Where you and also you need to be basically perfect. Mm-hmm. That is so. Hmm. Yeah, not for me. Neat, but not 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 for me. Yeah. So for me, I played Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Yes. After ten thousand years, it finally released. My Kickstarter money that I gave them a lifetime ago came to fruition. I received my physical backer copy for mm-hmm. PlayStation Four uh, on the seventeenth of June, which was the day before it released. Now let me tell you about that. That was not good I received it early. Oh. Because... Oh, yeah, that's right. You fucking... Let me back up. Symphony of the Night, Castlevania. One of the best games ever made. I would say, I think most people would agree with that. It is a great Castlevania game. You play as Alucard. You explore the castle. It was what mainly coined the term Metroidvania is because it, like has the map, and you gotta, like, get dumb power-ups to advance, like, Alucard can turn into a fucking bat and mm-hmm. mist and all kinds of dumb shit. He could level up, you get item drops. It's super cool. I the castle. I would recommend anyone play Symphony of the Night. It holds up very well still today. Koji Igarashi, the main guy who was, like, the mastermind behind that, and a lot of the games after it, so that's... A lot of people don't call those types of games metroidvanias they call them egavanias because koji igarashi he also made a bunch for game boy advance and ds the one uh, the only one i remember for ds was like aria of sorrow which played a lot like symphony of the night but added in the ability that when you killed enemies you would get their powers as drops Mm -hmm. and so that also makes its way into bloodstained right and Normally, with this type of game, I feel like they end up being weird, hollow imitations, like how Ukulele felt like it was trying so hard to be Banjo-Kazooie, but then, like, didn't capture that soul. Right. I did not feel that way about Bloodstained. Like, it was... Maybe if it was just trying to be Symphony of the Night, but it's not trying to do that. It's trying to be that type of Castlevania game of which there were like six. Right. So it's cool for that. It feels like those era Castlevania games. You play as this girl, Miriam. She is a shard bearer. The plot is terrible. I say that up front. And the voice acting is like really bad. Oh, there's voice acting? Yeah. And people are trying to be like, well, like, do you remember the voice acting in Symphony of the Night? And it's like, yes, I do. Alucard or Dracula's whole what is a man thing that is now a huge meme and the worst recording I've ever heard like I don't know where the fuck they recorded those lines but they were terrible people are like well they're trying to parody that in this game I don't think that's true I think it just sucks 
why would you parody that but then like make everything else like serious i, I it doesn't make sense to me right. i i just think like most of it is kind of hollow the guy who voiced solid snake david Hayter, is one of the main characters and that's really weird anyways this this the story is not as important as the gameplay is in this like they there is one it just is like kind of mm. secondary to the whole experience i think they just added it in because they felt like they had to or something um so like it's not gonna win any fucking awards but she's a shard bearer so she has like stained glass on her body it's unimportant it's why you when you kill enemies their souls are called shards and they mm. go into you and you get their power but um it's it is that type of game like right. I, I can't really say that much more about it at first the movement doesn't feel that great um but it kind of grows on you you get faster some of the portions are like pretty poorly designed like the whole underwater area feels really terrible which i mean name a good underwater level in the game yeah and the tr- like they could have just copied the symphony of the night water traversal one for one but they decided not to and made it way worse somehow um it, it does have a lot of replayability, and, like, if I wanted to go back and 100% it, it would take me forever, because you have to... There's crafting, there's meal prepping. I was gonna say, like, there's, like, you have to make, like, pizza and, like, smoothies. And so, and... normally, those cooking things in most games are useless, except for the first time you eat a dish, you get a permanent stat boost. So, right. like, it'll be like, oh, this increases your health by 50 permanently... And gives you, like, 3% experience boost permanently. But, like, the thing is, like, it's not just, like, pizza. Like, you eat cheese pizza and you get an upgrade. You eat pepperoni pizza, you get the upgrade. Yeah, and so, like, then it gives you a list of what ones you've eaten. Um, You can get the shards, which give you the powers, and you can equip different kinds. And you can stack those. So if you get that same shard nine times, it's as strong as it can be. And then you can upgrade those separately from that. You get weapon drops, you upgrade those, you get crafting recipes, you have armor. That's one of the reasons why I think the story also doesn't work as well is because all of the stuff that you're wearing shows on your character portrait Mm -hmm. in the cutscene. So I was wearing a mask that made her sound like she was on helium Mm. for most of the game. And so that's what she sounded like in the cutscenes as well. And I was wearing a pirate hat with, like, elf ears. Like... It was impossible to take seriously for 90% of the game, and I wish there was an option to, like, turn that off right. for cutscenes or something, but there wasn't, so it's just kind of weird. Um, but it is it is very shamelessly trying to be that type of game, and I mean, right. Koji Igarashi made most of those games, or, like, he was the driving force behind a lot of those games, so it was to be expected. Um, with that said, there are... A lot of technical issues, like a lot, a lot. I was just gonna ask because I heard like a couple of the boss battles like go down. Holy fuck, man! Single frame. So the bug that I hit, I there was a patch when I first got it, It brought it to one point oh one, and then on the day of release at like eight p.m. So after most people would have been able to download it for hours and hours, they push out the one point oh two patch, which changed the location of a lot of enemies and chests. Mm. What that ended up doing for people who had played before the patch was it would open closed chests 
and close open chests. So it made it impossible for some people to actually progress because there's one item that's in a chest that you need to get farther in the game mm. after a boss battle. Luckily, that did not break for me, but what did happen was I couldn't get a lot of the crafting recipes, so I, I can't 100% the game unless I start over. I would have to start a new game plus and collect every crafting recipe. I don't know what carries over, but mm. I might just have to collect the one crafting recipe I was missing. So that's kind of annoying. Um, one thing I thought was weird was when I started playing, I could kill an enemy, and when a shard drops from an enemy, it's like a very clear animation. Like it flies out, and then it stabs her, and she like, ah, and you get it. And it was fluid mm-hmm. at the beginning. Then once the 1.02 patch happened, it hitches every time. So the first time you kill an enemy in an area, it basically freezes for like a second. And it's very noticeable, no matter what, any enemy, any area, you kill them for the first time. And then if you get a shard from them, it happens again, even worse. But it didn't happen before the patch right so i don't know what the hell went on there see by all sounds this sounds like if you're gonna buy it on console just wait maybe a couple months so just wait for it to get some of these issues to get patched yeah or you could just buy the pc version but definitely don't ever buy the switch version um so like at the at the end of the game there is a boss he pushes casino tokens together. So, like, none of this runs poorly until he pushes these casino tokens together and they, like, fall all over. And on the PS4 Pro, it goes down to single digits. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy how terrible it is. And there's no reason the boss even has to have the attack. So, like, it just runs like shit. The Switch version looks worse. Right. And already runs like shit. So I can't even imagine what the fuck would happen in that boss fight. And then the Switch version has other wild issues, like there's input delay on the Joy-Cons, and then on the Pro Controller, it's even worse delay. So there's all kinds of crazy shit going on with the Switch version, which, like, obviously, if there were technical issues on the PS4 Pro and Xbox Mm -hmm. One X, like, yeah, the Switch isn't going to be able to do it. Right. Um, They did say that they're going to try to focus on that. But one of the cool things is they have promised, like, 12 free pieces of DLC. There will be two other playable characters. The guy that David Hayter voices, like, a samurai guy, he will be playable in a couple weeks. And then whoever the third character is, I bet it's fake Alucard. I can't remember his name. Jebel? Jebel? Something stupid. He's like a vampire, but he also has stained glass. Mm -hmm. Um, But for what it was... They delivered on what they said the Kickstarter right. was going to be. It was going to be a game like Symphony of the Night, an Egovania game, and it, it is that. And they brought all the best elements from those games. So, like, if you liked Symphony of the Night and you would like to play that again, but it's not that, it's a good game. I Should Scott play this? Yeah, he should have played Symphony of the Night. He's a fucking idiot. Because he played Time He played Splitters. Time Spinners, which Time Spinners is that thing that right. is, like... It's not trying to be that type of game. It's trying to be Symphony of the Night. Right. So that's why I want to try it and see. Because, like, watching gameplay of that, it's like, whoa, this is the same. Um, well, now you can just just keep an eye on Game Pass and you'll eventually be able to play it. Yeah. But uh, Blood, Bloodstained is cool. Mm. I There's a lot of content in it for what it is. And, mm. like, you can play again on harder difficulties. You can get all kinds of weapons. I mean, once there, there's New Game Plus, there's Boss Rush... 
and with the other 800 pieces of DLC that they're putting out, most of them for free, like, it, it, it's cool. There's, yeah. a, there's a bunch of secret bosses. You can fight Koji Igarashi. He, like, is Dracula. It's pretty dumb. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really cool, but it, also stupid. So, yeah, I paid $60 for it because mm-hmm. I bought the physical edition and I got this really cool kickstarter exclusive like slip case it's like weird and kind of holographic um but i do not regret it i thought i was going to because they delayed it a lot and it looked like shit for a long time the game yeah Uh, but they actually like took the criticism to heart and changed it a lot and i it was good i i'm glad it was delayed for as long as it was because it 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 worked out in its favor and still has issues but they will be fixed right right so it does sound like if you plan on playing this on console just wait yeah you don't probably not have to wait too long, but just wait a little bit. Yeah, I would for sure. I have to ask Outer Wilds. Mm-hmm. Why? What about this game did it did it interest you? Like what? it's like one of the it's one of the best games I've played in years. I think. Okay. Yeah. Because I played it, and I had a vastly different experience. Okay. I don't. Have you seen like the articles about it? No. Okay. Like most people think it's like one of the greatest games of all time. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, man. What did you not like about it? Well, like, I I guess it's just nothing about it. Just, like, I played for only about a half hour, I'll admit. Okay, so, like, not even, barely enough time for one loop. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not really into space exploration. Okay. Like, that just does not interest me at all. Okay, well, then the game that's only about space exploration would not do it for you. No, so, like, I, I went to this new new world, and then nothing happened. I well, just, you have to make it happen. Like, you're you're looking for things. And I you're doing it. saw, like, there was, like, scripture on the wall. Uh-huh. And I read the scripture, and I went around that entire world, and absolutely nothing happened. What world did you go to? I, I don't know. It was like they're all very unique. So like any information about the world would help. There was like a tornado on it. Uh huh. There's a lot of tornadoes. <laughs> uh, no, on no, that yeah. world specifically. Oh, okay. And like nothing happened. Okay. Did you? There's so many things on that world. I like I, that's where you learn how to teleport to other worlds by looking into the sky and like do all kinds of other crazy I don't shit. Know. Like, I played, yeah, I don't know, like, I got stuck on, like, some, just stuck in this area, and I couldn't get out, and then I was just like, I can't, like, nothing is happening. I talked, well, like, at the beginning of the game, I went around and I talked to everyone, uh-huh. and no one said anything interesting to me. Okay. And then, like, so I... So you just don't like adventure games, no, is what the, no. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like, this, this is for people who like adventure games, yeah, and, yeah. like... It actually reminds me of old stuff like Mist, right? Where you just don't really like you're just trying to find out about what happened and like what the world is, mm-hmm. and it's like fascinating. And the way you go well, around and do it is mm-hmm. just everything about it. Like it is masterfully crafted in like every way. I think. I assume there was like a story there, but like I talked to and nobody really said anything. They're all just like, oh, good luck on your adventure. Well, yeah, because you're going out to space. You're right. the, I mean, even there, like, you learn a whole bunch about how you're, like, the fifth person from your species to go to space. And they treat it like camping as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, 
actual space travel, which right. is really weird, but you know that those other people are out there, so you can, like, tune to their Ooh. frequency and try yeah, to find unless, them. and you can, like, hear them play music or something. Yeah, and then you, like, how many times did you die? I didn't die once. Oh, so you, like, didn't even start the plot. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know, like, I played a half hour Yeah, you it. didn't even start the plot. And, I was and you, like... if you didn't die, you didn't even play for a half hour. Mm. 100%. Did, did you die every 22 minutes? Do you die after you leave the planet? You can die after you leave the planet. Well, that, I mean, does like that timer start when you leave the planet? No, the timer just starts. You die after 22 I minutes. I definitely played the game for a half hour. I don't know. The, you definitely, the universe blows up every 22 minutes. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, that's I, what, I, that's I, what the I, fucking I, game is. You die every 22 minutes. I don't know. The whole game is about a time loop. Mm-hmm. No, so I, like the, I know that. Yeah. And I was just like, when is this going to reset? And I just like, it probably was going to reset very soon. I definitely played the game for Because it. it is exactly 22 minutes every mm-hmm. time. The meteor hits the sun and then you blow up. So that's the whole conceit of the game is you you live. Like you go back right. to the moment when you have the launch codes. And so then you can just go up. But you remember right. everything up to that point. So like you can ask the people like... Yo, what the fuck's happening? Like, I just died, I think. And they're all like, I don't know, man. You didn't even go up on the spaceship yet or whatever. But some of them believe you because they're experiencing the same thing. So basically what happens is in the beginning you see a statue of... Which the statue moves? The ancient race. Yeah, they're called the Nomai. And basically its eyes glow and look at you. And then when you die... It replays back everything that you had done through the eyes of the statue, Mm. and then you just appear back at the beginning. So, like, in all the worlds, there's, like, five or six worlds. You basically go through, you explore, and they're all, like, wildly different and super cool. Um, Like, there's a world with the tornadoes, the one with the black hole in the middle, um, the one where the... One world is completely sand, and the other one is, like, molten lava, but they're so close to each other that the sand are, gets sucked up in the are gravity. Are they pretty big worlds? They're, like, not that big. Okay, because I swear I went, like, everywhere on that map, and, like, I didn't find anything other than... Well, you wouldn't have been able to get to, like, half of it, because you have to learn that you can... Well, like, I, I don't want to say a lot of the stuff, because, right, like, right. it's all... It's the entire game. Like, I, I just there's a tornado that right. you literally couldn't get into... Or, like, underwater you wouldn't have been able to get into. Mm. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, there are specific islands that you would not have been able to get to if you didn't know how. Yeah, after about a half hour, I was like, this game is, like, the exact opposite of what I'm looking for in video games. Interesting. Yeah, I just, like, Mm. I don't know, man. I think they did such a good job. And I I think it's awesome because Mm. it's, like, that same kind of, like, exploration and not knowing what you're actually supposed to be doing that I personally like in games because every fucking game now is so hand-holdy to the point that I find it to be annoying. Like, I'll talk about that with Judgment later, but, like, when I... Yeah, I know. I fucking have a mortal wound. You can shut the fuck up about that now. Like, I don't need you to hold my hand through Mm -hmm. every step of this process. Whereas, like, Outer Wilds, you are exploring... This galaxy that is self-contained and, like, learning what happened there. And, like, when you figure out the puzzles, you feel super smart. Like, oh, I solved this. I know how to get from this place to this place. I know, like, you're just learning about the world and stuff. And it's it's cool because 
for a while you don't understand what's going on at all mm. and like then when you just die randomly you're like well what the fuck was i supposed to do and as you explore more you find out that like you learn all about quantum physics and like just weird weird crazy things but it is very interesting like right. it is that old school style mm-hmm. of adventure game where like you're just like i don't know what's going on and you have to really like push and poke and prod at the world to figure it out which that that might not be for everyone but right, i think right. that that is what right now especially with the way games are that a lot of people are looking for like i think that's why there's like a new article i see like every other day about how someone is like i think outer wilds might be one of my favorite games of all time stuff like that like it's and the amount of time it took them to make it from to the time to the kickstarter is like crazy mm-hmm. it everything about it i love everything about it um i think the whole like not caring about i'm not big into exploration anyways so like that's just i mean that's a huge huge part of the game so like i mean not every game is made for you you know no i know but i mean like most video games are about exploration i in general i guess i mean like almost every game well I, (laughs) i mean i get what you're saying but like i feel like there's more of a reward I mean, in this, the reward is, like, you solving a problem. Like, I, I don't know. But, like, I'd seen, like, in a half hour, I didn't see anything. So, like, I... I mean, I guess that's up to your interpretation yeah, of anything. Right, right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me, learning the story is cool enough. But also, like, solving a puzzle is reward enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate it in most games now where, like, there aren't puzzles anymore. Well, I didn't even see any puzzles. So well, like... I mean, you did. You just didn't know it. And that's, yeah, that's just because you didn't look. I, like, that's, the, yeah, I don't know. Because you also, yeah, the dying and stuff. Like, it just, it's it, so it strange, happens because I, I know I played that game for, like, over a half hour, because then I just, like, I literally broke down, and I was like, I can't play this anymore. Yeah, I don't know, because it definitely resets every 22 minutes is exact. Because when I got stuck on, like, the geometry, and I couldn't move and get out of the area. Oh, I don't know how that would have happened either, unless you ran out of jetpack fuel. I don't know. Because you could always go in the air. I got, like, stuck between, like, be, like, there was, like, a tree or something, and I got, like, stuck in a bush. Interesting. I got the ship stuck a bunch of places. So the, like, ship travel is kind of weird. Yeah. But it's trying to be zero G. Mm -hmm. And once, once you get used to that, too, it's super easy to fly around and do everything. Um, but yeah, I don't know, just cool exploration stuff. Uh, but no, I get it. if you don't like space travel, it definitely would not right. be a thing for you. But so, like, for me, I just was like, man, this is, like, No Man's Sky. It's, like, way better No Man's Sky. Like, it's No Man's Sky if it actually delivered on its promise for mm. me. Right. Like, if it was cool, curated if worlds it, instead of, like, random worlds I was where say literally nothing happened. If it wasn't, per- which is kind of what I felt. But I, but I mean that's just not the case. Like I, I I don't know. Like No Man's Sky. Like you go to a world and there's literally nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just a rock, right? With no dialogue, no anything. Like nothing to figure out. Like mm-hmm. it just is a rock. Yeah. And you nothing happens. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Outer Wilds was a weird game. I I can't wait. Oh man. I hope that studio goes on to do like amazing things because mm-hmm. they they have proven that they definitely can. So. I will do. I will play anything that they put out again. So, all right. But you played Yoshi's Crafted World. I did, which I think looks like a game where nothing happens. Nothing does. Happen. It looks so boring. It is pretty boring. Okay, great. <laughs> but after you beat the world, you can go back in the world the second go behind, 
you know, kind of like backwards, and you just like chase down dogs, and you catch dogs. I do like Poochie, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's cool. Which like the I, what I I actually kind of liked that better than the real game because in really, that, and the reason why is because the other one was just kind of like go through the world slowly and just collect all the uh, collect these stars or not stars but uh, flowers. In the in the second time you go through, there's it's like a time trial. You need to get through it as fast as you can. You need to collect all three dogs in like as fast as you can in a specific time. Mm-hmm. So it was just more fun because there was like an actual challenge to it. And I, I that's kind of what I like about platformers is I like kind of running through it as quickly as I can rather than kind of uh, collecting and exploring. Mm-hmm. So and it so but I mean. It was a very short experience as well. Like, it was shorter than Woolly World. I just... Woolly World is already so short. I just don't understand... I don't understand why they're doing that to Yoshi. Like, doing to Yoshi what they did to Kirby. Right. Because, like, Yoshi's Island was very much not that. Right. And I just... Yeah, I don't know. I Like, it's not for me, but it, it, it is for someone. I just... Sometimes it's nice to just play something relaxing. Like if I want, yeah, but I could just go listen to like a lo-fi hip-hop channel and get like the same feel. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. I agree. I mean, like, but yeah. It, it, it yeah, it's very weird to me because like I think that they aesthetically, like it looks really cool. Yeah. And pleasing, and I like Yoshi, and I like everything to do with Yoshi. Like I generally like the music that they associate with it. I like Poochie's cool. Mm-hmm eggs I, I don't know like just you just eat shy guys and they turn into eggs. yeah like most of that i think is really cool and then for some reason when i play them they just are so i get so bored like they're, they're so easy that it just i don't you can't feel play anything. that more than an hour at a time because I, I I I mean like after I got so bored with Kirby's Epic Yarn and then tried Yoshi's Woolly World, I don't know that I will try another one yeah, unless someone that. tells me that it is like vastly different, a world changing ex- experience or something. Which you won't even play two D Mario games. I'll play two D Mario games. You haven't played. You didn't play Super. Well, those Mario are Wii. those are different. Yeah, I, because I I don't know. But those are two D Mario games. They are, but I mean, I will still play actual two D Mario games. But those are. I, I don't understand. I, like your no, I like I will play uh, Mario Maker. Well, or if they made a 2D Mario game that wasn't just a shitty rehash of the DS game, I would play that as well. But that's what those games are. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the next. It's the same thing again. Like, they're not doing anything different with those, like, new Super Luigi U and new Super Mario Brothers U. Mm-hmm. Like, they're this, they're the same as they have been. Like, right. and they're not even doing new interesting ideas. Like, I Super Mario 3D Land that was cool. is a 2D game right. on the 3DS, and, like, that is that game is amazing. Right. So, it, it, it all depends on what they're doing, but... Yeah, I, I'm not gonna say Yoshi is a great game or anything but no it's i mean i don't think it's bad either i just think it's not it was okay i am not the target demo right it was just something to play and just kind of relax a little bit i guess did you get it from gamefly i did okay i did not pay for it well no i figured you wouldn't i just didn't know how you had obtained it. yes <laughs> you mugged someone a child for their copy of holy world right yeah <laughs> Uh, but you also played Crash Team Racing, which is like the exact opposite of Yoshi, as I hear. Okay, so I 
I didn't grow up with Crash Bandicoot. Right. I grew up with someone who grew up with Crash Bandicoot. And so, like, I witnessed people when we were younger who really liked Crash Bandicoot. And they, like, had never really had Mario stuff. Mm. So, like, I when I think of my childhood, I think of, like, oh, Mario and Luigi and Bowser. There are some people who, when they think of their childhood, they think of, like, oh, Crash Bandicoot and Komodo Joe and, and Tropy and, like, all these weird characters. The more I see of Crash Bandicoot, the more I realize that those people are in a severe minority. Th- there is something about the Crash Bandicoot universe that I don't get. Like, so Crash Team Racing, for example, it it is a remake of the first one that has tracks from some of the GameCube ones. I don't don't remember what Crash Nitro Kart was for. It might have been PS2 and GameCube. Um, A lot of the stages remind me very much of, like, Mario Kart courses. Right. But, like, if you ripped out the charm... Mm. So would it be more like Diddy Kong Racing? No, because I love I like I think Diddy Kong Racing has its own special like rare charm to it. Okay. Like there is a course that looks exactly like the Peach's Castle course from Mario Kart 8, except it just like I, I don't know. But aren't like it's the, just like a generic kart racing course. Aren't those race aren't those all aren't every, isn't everything pulled from the original? Some of them are pulled from the GameCube ones, but a lot of the art in the background and stuff is, like, re-completely changed. Okay. Or, like, you couldn't tell what was happening in the background before. But it's just, like, it's like a castle with a bunch of flowers, right? Right. And it... Yeah, I don't know. Mm. As a kart racer, I think it is fun. Um, they change the way the boosting works. So in the original Crash Bandicoot... You would drift like you would in Mario Kart, and the sparks fly out of the fucking mufflers. And then you would let go mm-hmm. of the button, and you would drift. Like, you, you would get the boost. In this, they change it so you, like, have to... L1 or R1 is the, like, drift button. And so you, like, turn into it really hard, and you start to drift. And, like, there's a bar, and it has, like, three levels. And if you release it too late you spin out but if you release it at the exact right time you'll get the perfect boost but then you can do it again Mm -hmm. so you like you push the opposite button of what you are drifting with and you like you push it at the at the time of the boost and you can stack up to three of them basically and so what i find is that i have to be doing that the whole race even on normal or i will knock at first place the rubber banding of the ai is crazy like, I feel like I shouldn't have to be, like, basically perfecting time trials to get first place on normal in the mm-hmm. arcade mode, but that is what's happening. Yeah. I don't exactly dislike it. It right. just seems like if a kid who this is probably targeted towards is trying to do that, like, they're not going to win. Unless they become a fucking Crash Team Racing savant. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I, mm. I, I don't know. I, I've... I played it the one day for like four or five hours. Right. I haven't played it much more than that, but it is cool. I think for people who really like that original game, they will really like this. Um, but even someone who's just looking for like a fun kart racer, like I have been wanting to play a kart racer recently. So when I'm not trying to juggle four games at once, I'll probably get more into it. Uh, it's cool. There's a lot of unlockable characters. They added some new ones. Some of them were from the Crash Nitro Kart, which wasn't right. in the original. 
you... Have you done the adventure mode at all? That or? is the only thing I've done. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, like, you get coins for doing everything, even winning online races, and then you can use those to buy, like, weird, unique costumes for the characters. I saw some of them that make them look like they're shitty polygonal versions from the original... You can, like, you unlock stickers and decals you can put on the cart. You can change the paint job. Every character has, like, a hundred skins. So, like, there's a lot of cool content that you can unlock. Um, But, yeah, like, the the way the drifting works just feels, like, really unintuitive and weird. And you can't really change it. Um, And, yeah, just, like, the rubber banding is really crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. If I if I was playing it with like people locally, I think I would be having a lot more fun with it. But when I'm just trying to beat like the AI, especially the bosses, right in the adventure mode, like the rubber banding is insane. So it feels like you have to be like absolutely perfect all the time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Kart racers are not a lot of fun alone. Uh, I generally like Mario Kart Eight a lot, mm. even playing it alone. I just like Mario Kart Eight a lot in general. So. It's hard for me to not just directly compare it to that. Right. But I also really liked the Sonic Racing games before. I didn't try the new one. But, like, I had Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, Sonic and Sega Racing Transformed. I really like those, too, and I think they're fun kart racers that do a good job with unique courses. There's just something weird about Crash Bandicoot. Like, I don't... When I see Entropy... I'm not like, yeah, Entropy. Right. Like, I just don't have that same nostalgia for right. it. Whereas, like, even in Diddy Kong Racing, I'm like, oh, I remember that weird crocodile guy. He was great. Yeah, but he wasn't actually in anything. I know, but I loved him in Diddy Kong Racing. Because it was just Diddy Kong and Conquer, right? Yeah, but it's just like, it's Crash Bandicoot, his sister, the polar bear you right. ride on, and, like, the bad guys. So I just don't mm. have that same nostalgia because right. I, I witnessed people really into that and I just never really did it myself until later. Um, I mean, I guess I played Crash Bandicoot 2 back then mm-hmm. to completion, but that, that was really it. So it's just weird because it's like this thing that everyone is super excited and nostalgic for that I think is cool, but mm-hmm. I don't have that same nostalgia right. for, so it loses something in that transition, I think. But people who really like Crash Team Racing, I'm sure, will be mm-hmm. into it. Um, no, yes. no. Yes. So you play? Uh, no, Showdown. we can't. No, I did play Samurai Showdown, but you, my friend, you played Rage Two. <laughs> Why did I do this to myself? I don't man? know, man. I know. I, I this. I'm gonna blame you for I, not reining it in. A no, little bit. I. I tried my best. I you didn't, didn't think. I didn't think that Rage looked very interesting at all. I mean, I wouldn't have really liked it, mm. and I knew that going in right. because, like, the weird neon aesthetic plus the post-apocalypse mm. and like the weird over-the-top style like that really really doesn't do it for me see that was not what was no i know i know you were more in the interesting weapons and like the the it, like the, the id being the overseer oh. of it so like you feel the shooting would be okay right it was even the, though it was avalanche doing it it was the the weapons the abilities and then like the id name really allowed me to get excited about uh-huh. it uh-huh and they like just playing it. It's just the most generic game I've ever played. Did you beat it? Not yet. Okay. I, I heard that you can like mainline in the missions. Like if you don't do the side missions, you can beat it like really quick. Well, I was, and then I hit a point where like the game literally forces you to go out. Oh, in the really? World. Dang. So then it's just like oh, which the driving just feels so 
bland. It just has like it does. It doesn't feel good. It just yeah. The shooting feels good, but like even the combat arenas themselves aren't. They're great. just like not fun, right? Dang. So like it's like good shooting, but like not good combat arenas. So this same team had made at Avalanche had made that Mad Max game. Yes. I got the sense that a lot of it seems like it came directly from that. Like, I guess the driving feels very similar. Yes. Um, and maybe, like, the way they design the world or something is kind of similar it's to it. similar. Uh, so I guess it makes sense that they would make another post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. game if they had already tried to do that before. The rumor is that they were trying to do a Mad Max 2. Oh, and then they were like, no, nah, no. Nah. And then they like the license fell out with Warner Brothers. Oh, they, that could be the case, yeah. There was like an issue with the license, so then they yeah. they kind of like transitioned that game. But like it's just it's so lifeless and empty. Yeah, like that that's why I always steer away from mm-hmm. uh post-apocalyptic things generally right. it's not even that i dislike the post-apocalypse it's just generally in video game form it is like secret code for hey this world is like mostly empty mm-hmm. uh or like you're just like devoid of anything for a really long time and usually for some reason they're always open worlds which I mean, Horizon got it right in my opinion. Yeah, but I, I guess for some reason I don't consider that a post-apocalypse, even because it's like a jungle. Like at least it had color, like as a lush. Well, there's like there's color. like jungle areas. There is color. There is color. I forgot. There's like neon rainbow no. explosions. I, I'm making jokes, but like no, I know. I, the thing that shocks me is I didn't exp- I I was like at at the very worst, this game will be better than Far Cry New Dawn. It was not. It is. I'm, Far Cry New Dawn is a vastly better game. Okay. It has a lot more content. The open world is like an actual open world. It's fun to just run around and move around. And the shooting feels. It's not as good, but it's. It's. I mean, Far Cry has good shooting. I mean, like it's. It. It's very underrated in that sense. The combat arenas are better. Just everything. Also, the game, as I said, it just runs like shit. Oh really. One thing that does kind of tick me off is you know the um they Game Informer does the rapid fire questions. One of the rapid fire questions was like uh the FPS like uh frames per second and the guy said it was going to be 60 on console. It's 60 on console if you have a Pro or an X. Uh, ah, yeah. it's locked to 30 oh. if you're on uh Xbox 1 or PlayStation 4, which I'm on PlayStation 4. If you're on the original Xbox, it's 30, but then it it, it also downgrades the video quality to 900. Yes, so it would have to, I guess. It's not even 1280. It, it downgrades it to 900. So, like, this is a game where you're like, man, this generation has maybe gone on a year too long. Yeah. Like, this would definitely have probably held on hold on for another year and then it would have run great on the next generation and then maybe they could have added more content it's just it's so lifeless and they're trying to go for someone it something it feels very much like borderlands 2 humor or borderlands humor I just I guess Andrew WK's character is not in it yet. He's gonna be in like the first DLC pack. So you can go back then and see if Andrew WK spices it up for you. That hopefully that's free. I hope that's free DLC. He deserves to be in the game I after am, that sick concert at E3. 
trugging through this game. Like, it is just, just, it's rough. It just, like, at least Shenmue is, like, bad, but in an interesting way. Yeah. This is just, like, it's, like, I either want to play a good, great game or just, like, something like Shenmue where it's bad but interesting. This is just, like, so mediocre. Yeah. It's not bad. I'm not going to sit here and say it's bad. Well, yeah, I, I didn't expect it to be bad. I just, I it's know. It's disappointing, and I'm more mad at myself. <laughs> but I'm at least happy with myself I didn't, like, because, like, you're... Um, you're one of the people you work with. Like they pre-ordered it. I don't even think he played it, other than like one hour once. Like I, that's why this is why I don't pre-order games is because like the marketing team they did a good job. They made it seem like it was going to be bombastic and fun, I, and it's just not that. I don't know. Like I never thought that though. I I, I don't. I I guess like I thought it was going to be open world Doom. I mean, like, I remember what Rage 1 was, though, so, like, I, right. I, I don't know, like, I just, there's, there was never a point where I, I personally saw Rage 2 and was like, this looks good. But then I was like, they wouldn't make that mistake twice. They wouldn't <laughs> make that mistake twice. Well, I, I don't know about that It's one. doing well, they're in a good place, they're yeah, doing but great it, But it didn't actually do it, no, like, that's like, also, like, if it was... Hey. If it was that team that made Doom, I would have been a little more interested in it, at least. Like, I would have been like, oh, they have proven that, like, mm-hmm. they have this. But then when they're like, oh, yeah, it's Avalanche, and it's not even, like, the I, the real Avalanche. And I was like, oh. When, they're, when they say things like they worked on Quake Champions more than this game, when they say things like that, I probably should have been paying attention a little more. But I was like, no, nah, this is going to be Doom, but in the open world... <laughs> It's going to be great. And it's just so average. Yeah, like I, I still do I still do pre-order stuff, but it's mainly because yeah. I like I know I want this and Amazon will just deliver it to me. Right. So I yeah, I don't know. I will wait until reviews and then like reviews and then I was like, I'm going to wait. And then I waited and got this and I'm like, "Oh no. <laughs> I made a mistake." <sighs> so it's uh I'm going to blame you for not writing that one in. Oh, God, you can't blame me for Rage 2. I didn't make it. Or your hype. You should have raided me in. You should have been like, Matt, you need to... I wanted to nurture it. Think about this. I was waiting for this moment. See, like, even after the reviews, I'm like, this is going to be like Crackdown, where it got bad reviews, (laughs) but I'm going to really like it. (laughs) And it's just not even that. Like, I don't... I don't know. Crackdown is vastly superior. Damn! Oh, yeah! <laughs> you heard it. The back of the box art quote from Matt. <laughs> this game's better than Rage 2. <laughs> oh, Which, did you man. see they added more DLC today? To Crackdown? Yes. What would they add? I don't even remember, but like last month Last they time added, there was the keys to the city stuff. And now they added like a whole new expansion. Hell yeah! Crackdown 3. Game of the year. It's happening. It could happen. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, I'm ready for it. Can Forza Lego Champions be my game of the no, year? Well, I mean, it can be if you want it to be. Because you, you, you create your own rules. <laughs> at the moment, that probably is. But that's just an expansion. So I don't know if I can allow an expansion to be number one. Mm. No, that's cool enough. All right. So I the next two games I played, I yes. will just do in rapid succession. Samurai Showdown. 
had been it's a fighting game franchise it had been gone for a very long time snk just brought it back right um it is that like it, it is samurai showdown it, it is, looks slow it is very slow samurai showdown was always very slow right um they're like are no combos i can do a two hit combo with my character i do medium slash into a shuriken mm. and that's sick it does more damage than it should uh but samurai showdown is more about footsies footsies so like you s- spacing out your attacks and knowing when to go in um and just like reading your opponent baiting them into doing things so it is cool for people who are bad at combos combos um but then that generally also translates into like a lack of just fighting game knowledge in general right um so people who are just better in general are still gonna beat you Mm -hmm. um but yeah every hit is super heavy uh it feels like old samurai showdown instead uh samurai showdown 4 was the last real one they made that wasn't like a shitty 3d fighter on ps2 and that got a little bit closer to being, like, more fast-paced and, like, combo-heavy. Mm-hmm. This is going back to, like, straight Samurai Showdown 2. Um, people seem to think it looks really bad graphically because it has that, like, weird ink Street Fighter 4 style. I don't mind it. I, I from People seem to think it's, like, masking how shitty it looks. I th- the it's, animation when it, in movement. Yeah, like, like I think it looks it's okay. Um, people seem to be really shitting on it, though. Uh, for I mean, like, honestly, it it can't be worse than uh, King of Fighters, was it 15? Uh, 14. I think it was 14. 14, because 13, like, looked amazing. Yeah, 13 was ridiculous. And then 14 looked... It looked rough, and then they patched it to make it look slightly better. I don't Uh, know. Well, then they patched it, and then they made, like, everyone look oily. Yeah, everyone got the oily skin. (laughs) And then, like, eventually they patched it to make it look okay. Yeah. Where this, like, yeah, I don't mind the Street Fighter 4 look. No, and it's just, like, you... If you're gonna get this, like, you gotta know what you're getting. Like, it is a bare-bones fighting game. Like, the story is just, like, a series of fights. There are, like, quote-unquote cutscenes in between where they just, like, have, like, a tiny dialogue. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's training mode and online. So, like, if you're not gonna play this locally with someone or you're not gonna try to play it online, like, it's not worth it. Is this a $60 product? It is, yeah. It Um, is, wow. I, I mean, I'm glad I paid that. I, right. I like it. I think I'm going to try to play online and stuff. Have you and, played Willie? Or I have not, no. He'll, Will you play your Yeah, brother? I think I could. I don't think that we will be as terribly mismatched as we would be in a, any other fighting game. Because less combos. Yeah. Because he has, like, insane execution. Yeah, and so, like, that's part of it, too, is, like... There are a lot of mechanics going on. Like, you can dodge through attacks. If you can break people's weapons off. You can re-pick up mm. the weapon. If you don't have a weapon, you can, like, catch their blade in your hands. You can go into, like, super rage mode. Do some instant cut special that takes away, like, literally three-fourths of their health if it hits. Uh, you, they all have a super move. They all have, like, four or five special moves. There, there's, like, a lot of mechanics going on, but just mm-hmm. at the base level, it is a very simple fighting game. Right. So it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, one step under... It, it's just a simple fighting game right. in terms of how you control it, but in terms of, like, mind games and stuff, it's pretty wild mm-hmm. because you can, like, bait people into doing hits. If you block at the last second, you deflect... 
there's there's a lot going on at the at the higher level, but right. just at the base level, like if you're just someone who gets in and dicks around with fighting games, like I don't think you're gonna enjoy it that much because it's not gonna be like, oh, I accidentally did a sick combo. It'll be like, oh, I slashed you once and mm-hmm. took a quarter of your health. So like it's it's not exciting in that way, but right. if you like fighting games and the the mental stuff behind it, it is it's cool for that. Mm-hmm. So have you played online at all? I did not play online yet. People uh, seem to think the netcode is like pretty bad. That's what. So I it already it already feels slow. So then when you're doing it with lag, like it's mm. probably really yeah. fucking awful. So that's why I say you probably want to play it locally with mm. people. Uh, I saw someone play on a stream, and they were playing with someone who lived in the same city as them, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But fighting games go either way, man. Yeah. They, they can be really rough sometimes. So. It's cool. I like it. Um, I don't know how much I will play it. I'm glad that they made it, and that I supported them for making it, but I don't know. There's, there's just not much to it. Like, unless I'm going to fucking try to go pro, there's not a lot for me to do unless I want to beat the arcade mode with every character. And I feel like you've kind of moved past... I have, so... That, that stuff, so... Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and then Mario Maker 2 came out today. I got it. I played for, like, an hour. It is that. Like, it, it is Mario Maker again, mm-hmm. but now it has, like, a story mode and way more stuff you can do. Now, you played it for an hour. Mm-hmm. Did you dive into levels that people have made? Did you try to make did, your own? So or did I, did a, I did story mode, story which... Mode. Which, yeah, I figured. So there are a hundred levels, and they're not... Like, if you're going into it wanting, like, a full-fledged 2D Mario game experience, mm-hmm. that's not what the story mode is. They're all a lot shorter, and each one is basically, like a writing prompt like if someone is giving you a writing prompt to write a story mm-hmm. it's like that but four levels right so like each level i've done so far i did about 10 or 15 they all deal with some mechanic to basically give you an idea of how you could implement that mechanic right. into a level if you made it so like they introduce a lot of the new stuff like on off switches uh the car seems really cool. I did not use the car yet, so I'm very excited. Yeah, the car seems pretty cool. Uh, but like, one of the things was like showing you how to get keys. There, there are. I I watched streams of it mm-hmm. also. So th- there's a lot of cool stuff going right, on right. in it. Um, one of the new things that I think is going to be really cool later on is you can add like uh conditions to the level so like you can get to the end and then like if the condition was collect 30 coins if you only got 28 the flagpoles like see through and you can't use it so you can do that for anything like kill a koopa whatever i one of the conditions in like the adventure is like you can't touch the ground yes you you can't jump uh or you can't touch the ground there's there's all kinds of weird stuff and yeah, they just added the the new super, the Super Mario 3D World thing is way different. The cats can climb up walls and which that's one like if you remember you could like start making a world and then switch the world. Yeah, it deletes it, it because yeah. it's, it it basically says like, hey, this is totally different. Right. Nothing lines up. So, so that's yeah. that's where you get the car and the cat. Yeah, that um, you can't you can't do the cat or the car in any other no and that also has like the super mario 64 triple jump Mm -hmm. in it as well so you can like incorporate that into it whereas third jump is a lot higher um 
it, it's just it's very cool uh i just haven't gotten a chance to mess with it a whole lot mm. but people who like stream mario maker for a living seem very happy like with the changes and stuff it's got to be harder to make levels on stream uh it is so people have complained I've seen it go both ways. Some people think that it's a lot more intuitive to use the buttons, and they made it a bunch of radial menus, so it's like right. super quick to select stuff. And I've seen people say they don't like it either. But like, so. I'm just thinking, like, if you're trying to stream it, yeah, you can't do it. Uh, you can't like take it out and yeah, it which you can use your finger on that, I guess, or but if you, you have a capacitive stylus. True. Yeah, I'm just that's saying. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, so like, if you're gonna stream yourself making, you have to play with. Yeah, I assume the the which it seems like there's a lot of button shortcuts and stuff, right, so right. it's not that bad. They they definitely they thought it through. I mean, but yeah, it does seem like most likely the best way to do it is probably probably yeah. I think this time I'm actually going to try to make some levels because they also have like a tutorial thing, so you can like talk to this pigeon and he well, tells you about levels or some shit. The first one was weird too, where like you had to unlock a lot of stuff you did this one it seems like you don't have to unlock anything no you unlocked very little in the adventure which i guess for like reviewing made it like hell oh yeah because like you had to like you only unlock like a couple things per day and then it's like come back tomorrow yeah you could cheat that right which i did yeah right but i mean still like yeah it's not ideal for reviews no yeah but now then this one it seemed everything was there that i could see so so if like if that's what you want to do, you could hop in pretty much. Yeah, just make a level immediately and start making a level. Yeah, so I'm gonna keep fucking with that. I mean, I'm trying to play four games at once right now, so it's kind of I don't know what to play at any given time. That's what I've been kind of doing. And normally I don't like doing that. That's why like I I got Judgment the next game we'll talk about when it came out, but I didn't play it till the next day because I wanted to make sure I beat Bloodstained because mm-hmm. I was like if I don't beat this now, I don't know that I'm. God, I don't know that I'll See, be I don't, motivated still. It depends on what I'm playing, but I don't mind playing multiple games at once. I just, like, I can't really do it anymore. Because mm. it just makes me not focus on any one, and then I don't have strong feelings about any of them, really. See, what, what happens for me is I'm like, alright, I'm going to play Forza for an hour, and then I'll hop over to Rage 2, and then it's like, oh no, I just played Forza for four hours, and I didn't play <laughs> anything else. Yeah, which, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that ki- that's happened the last couple nights, and like Rage Two is getting pushed out. <laughs> so I, I have to like start with Rage Two, and then like yeah. it's like, all right, I can't play more than an hour of this. This is going to be longer than our E three podcast. I, I had a feeling because we played a shit. We did of play games. a lot. So the last game we both played about and the same amount. I was going to say basically the uh, same. Judgment, the new game from the people that make the team that makes Yakuza. Yes. Guy Daigyakuten Saibon is the name of the studio, uh, which I think just means Yakuza or something. But, um, okay, do you, okay, this is my, this is my question. Do you, so far in what you have played, like this game as much as Yakuza? Yes. Okay. Maybe more. I do not. Yet. And I, there are a lot of reasons for that. I mm. I want to very much. I just I wanted it to be more different. Right. You probably wanted to have it more like. What's that lawyer game? Like Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright. 
Not even that. I just, like, I didn't want it to feel like a Yakuza game that they put a skin over. And that's kind of what it feels like right now. Like, Mm -hmm. there's all of these really cool elements of, like, talking about how the Japanese court system is. Like, that stuff they touch on in Phoenix Wright and a lot of other things is, like, how the prosecution wins 99% of all cases and, like, lawyers never win. Right. So in the beginning, the main character... Tak Yak... Uh, he just goes by Tak. Yagami is his last name. I, I only say that because fucking every main character and everything, their last name is Yagami. Mm. It's really annoying. Uh, but he was a lawyer, and he won a case as a defense lawyer, and he got a guy off it, and it was for murder. He was like a hotshot young lawyer. Yeah, too. and so it was like a big deal, because right. lawyers never win. Mm-hmm. And so he did get this guy off for murder, and then immediately after the guy killed his girlfriend, his girlfriend and like committed arson. Right. <laughs> uh, I still don't think that he did that. So that's my that's my prediction is that that guy didn't actually do that and it was a setup. Mm. Um, but we'll find out in another eight hundred hours because this game's gonna be so long. But like that that stuff is all cool and like I think it's a good setup. And then like they have you doing some like detective work quote-unquote where you like zoom in on a guy's face See, like, like how hard is that let's go back yeah well i guess they like, what well, you do do that first yeah and then after it's like it transitions into a trail mission and i'm like oh no uh, because that's literally the same thing as what it was in the yakuza they weren't trail missions oh oh no you're talking i i gotta step ahead Okay. I was thinking of the part where you chase the guy. Right. That's literally just straight that's, out of yeah, Yakuza. Like, it's the same thing. Trail missions are yeah, not... Yeah, no, like, that following behind someone while they look at you, I was like, this is how we're starting the game, huh? Where he keeps looking behind his shoulder and we gotta, like, duck behind a fucking mm-hmm. sign or whatever. I was like, I don't want this game to have stealth. And it seems like it has a lot of those missions in it. Yeah, because I went through the skill tree, like, pretty early on. And I was like, oh my god, you can unlock a skill that makes it, like, the trail missions better. Or, like, you, you're yeah. better at it. And I was like, oh no, that means there's a lot of these. I, there are. It's, yeah. It, and there's just a... There, a lot of those mechanics I just don't think are fun. No, that's Like, it feels fun. like they replaced a lot of the stuff that was the main focal points of Yakuza with, like, bad mini-games or, like, just, like, bad mechanics. Yeah, the detective is not great. It's not... It doesn't even make sense. There was one earlier I did where it, like, when you have to do the investigative segments... It, like, zooms into first person. It's like, oh, you gotta find this thing. And so you, like, zoom in and push X on it. It was literally find a security camera. Right. Which was already in my field of view when he was looking at it. So all I had to do when it went into first person was push R2 and not even move the camera. And it was like, you did it! Mm -hmm. And I was like, why did we have to do this? Another thing that is driving me insane is you unlock a mechanic to get keys. And then you go to locked doors... And there's two keys on the key ring. Yeah. And you either push triangle or X. And, like, you either pick the right key or you don't. Why? Why is that a thing? And then I unlocked a skill that made it so that I w- it will now, if I've opened the door before, will always show me the right key to pick. Mm. Classic. That's a good skill. It just doesn't make... Like, it, 
I unlocked a skill to negate the need for that mini game that they added for no reason. Like that that I think is weird. Yeah. But the plot is interesting. Yeah. I'm there for it. I like weird murder mysteries. The lawyer thing is cool. I'm in there. See, my big thing is Yakuza. I'm not there for the gameplay. I never like the combat is just I don't think it's very good. It depends. It's okay. I think that this game accentuates the negative aspects of the Yakuza combat in mm. a really crazy way. So, like, for me, like, it's all story. It's all about the narrative. And, yeah. like, that, I think that is... I love the, the crime, you know, like, solving aspect mm-hmm. of it. But I love those kind of TV shows, like yeah. CSI and Sherlock. and. So, like, I, I'm i with you there. I think the story of this game is going to be really cool. It's just everything surrounding it right now. Like, it always makes me go, like... I don't know about this part. See, for me, it's just, it's getting from point A to point, getting from cutscene to cutscene. And so, like, that's a problem for me, because it still has those same random fights that Yakuza has, Mm. but way more often. In the, like, in the world, right? Yeah, like, all the time. The thugs are just constantly... But it also, like, it made sense in Yakuza because... Kiryu was a Yakuza guy, so, like, other tough guys would see him and be like, oh, well, we can prove our stuff. Mm-hmm. You're gonna assault a random detective in the streets? Also... Because I was walking? Also, I kept hearing detective, and I was thinking, like, oh, you're a detective with the police? No, You're, you're he, just a private... He is private a private eye. eye because he, after the lawyer thing happened, right. he was this disgraced lawyer. Right, I, I guess I just assumed he then became a detective like with the, the I got police. you. No, no, no. Because that's what I think when I hear detective. I don't know what you think. I assumed he was going to be like some freelance mm. guy. I, I did not assume private eye and then on the door it said private investigator yeah. and I was like, oh, he's this type of detective. Okay. Yeah. Um, that makes sense, but I just a, wasn't expecting One that. of the things that's really not doing it for me is how at odds all the gameplay is with the plot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weirdly serious. Like, we talked about this beforehand, but it seems much more dark than, like, a yes. lot of the Yakuza stuff. Like, at some point, they had to make Kiryu and Yakuza the dumbest person alive because otherwise the things that were happening just, like, wouldn't make sense if he wasn't stupid. And so this guy is smart. Right. And, like, has a real personality and, like, acts more like a real character than Kiryu ever did. Not that I don't like Kiryu, I'm just saying, like, yeah, he became yeah. a caricature at some point. But this guy, like, is way more of a full-fledged character. But then he just all of a sudden is like, yeah, I know two kinds of martial arts. I got Tiger Style and Crane Style, and I'm gonna beat the fuck out of all these thugs. And it was like, it's just completely at odds with anything mm. that's happening. And it didn't bother me as much in Yakuza because a lot of that, like, established itself as being this dumb, goofy thing. Right. But, like nothing about this did like you're trying to solve a case of serial murders where people are getting their eyes gouged out whoa it's not serial murder they try they're isolated (laughs) events where everyone's getting their eyes gouged out yeah that are all the same type of yakuza people from the same yakuza family the one i know the prosecutor did say that i think you're assuming things (laughs) and i don't appreciate it The prosecutor, he did say that. Yes. I can't believe that the main character wasn't just like, what the fuck are you talking Mm -hmm. about? Like, there's no way these are isolated incidents. And then the guy they framed for, well, we assume he was framed, for this most recent killing, and he had an alibi for the other two, and they're like, well, no, he he killed this guy. It was like... 
What? See, I here's what I'm thinking. I think the prosecutor knows, but they just there's some rift between the guy they're going after, and they're just trying to pin him for something. That is that is what it seems like. So but like I'm, so like I get what you're saying, but I think in Japan, especially like if you can get them to court, then then like, they're done. Yeah, yeah. and so that, like, that is the case. Yeah. So like the the prosecutor just wants to get this yakuza yakuza guy, you know, off the streets. Yeah. So like I think he's just willing to pin this mm-hmm. murder. That that's that's at least my. That feeling. is what it seems like. You're you're correct. Um, there's a, you raise drones. Like there, there's a lot of do you fly around with a drone? Which that I didn't feel. Think great. the controls are bad. It was hard uh, to go up and down. It was, which it shouldn't be. No. Um, it felt really bad. And there was one thing that I thought was definitely an open window that I tried to fly into and it just wouldn't let me. And then later I climbed out that window as mm. a human and was like, see, it was open. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, I, it just feels weird to me because like there's all those investigative sequences and you're not actually investigating. You're just right. like pushing a button to say yes. This is see, it. like, and and I get complaints about that because like some people want the agency, they want to have con- like say and control. Yeah, I also, but I, even if you're gonna make me do that, don't make it. They like slow down the cursor speed, mm-hmm. so it feels like you're like moving the camera through fucking molasses right, right. like at least let me move at a regular human speed especially if you zoom in it like just it's like so stops. bad it's so crazy because like remember the when you're trying to find the key and you're like i don't even know i'm in this room and i gotta just like i gotta look at literally everything yeah so like that was and like i was like i'm just gonna zoom in and just be able to scan everything and like you're like oh i can't no. do that but yeah, I, I don't know. For me, like, I'm okay with having very little agency, and because like, if if you're going to do this, at least make like make the story interesting. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna take away agency, like you're that means you're committing to like one story, and as long as it's interesting, I'm okay with that. And so far, it's been interesting. They also took away. A lot of, like, the mini-game things that Yakuza had. Yeah, I heard so, karaoke's like, it, out. Yeah, like, it feels just, like, weirdly empty. Like, there's no hostess clubs and stuff. Like, you basically, like, you look at the map, and it is all convenience stores and places to eat. And, like, mm-hmm. there is nothing else other than the Sega arcades. Also, the food stuff, they took that back to Yakuza 0. Where if you remember in six, you could like min max and get like experience. Yeah, you can. You, you just get yeah. you just get health. And like they don't even sh- they didn't even render the food anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they were. It's just that it shows the picture and right. then it goes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of weird, a lot of weird things that I I don't get why they changed or why they're that much different. Especially because it's just the same map. Right. Like so it's not like. Like, they would have been doing work to remove some of it, so it, just, it seems kind of strange. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff I kind of get, like, I I don't get the sense that this character would go to, like, hostess bars. Yeah, but I don't get the sense that Kiryu would either. Mm, he would run hostess <laughs> bars. Sure. Uh, yeah, he would trip over something and then be like, oops, I'm running a hostess bar now. He also talked to, to, to girls online. That was crazy. Yeah, that was good. So, like... Yeah, so it's... I mean, like, Yakuza had a lot more charm. I will give you that. Yeah, like, I I don't dislike this game, Mm -hmm. and I've only played for, like, a couple hours, but I just... Nothing about it is hooking me yet. Like, the plot actually, I think, just got a little bit more interesting for me. 
because I thought something different was going to happen, and then right. they really let me down on that. But I I hope it just become like it becomes a much more interesting, like intriguing murder case. Right. And he's like trying to prove something specific. If you remember with Yakuza, like it has a good start, and then the middle it really dips. And then the ending just gets crazy bombastic. And so I thought that that might be part of why I'm not enjoying this as much, is I think I might just be burned out on Yakuza. That, that, that could be as well. And, like, since the combat is basically the same, except that they took out all the nuance. Right. <laughs> like, they removed 90% of the moves and stuff. And they took out, like, most of the heat actions as well, that now they call EX actions. Like... He has the ones where you kick him in the face and can do like a couple other ones if there's a weapon, but they removed almost all of those. Mm-hmm. And I, it just feels like dumbed down Yakuza combat, which is like already not super great. Right. So like, it just feels strange. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, I do wish they would tone down just how many thugs attack you in the open area, the open world. Yeah, it really... It I am not enjoying it, and it slows your progress in a way that I Which, don't luckily, you can just run away. And, I mean, it, it'll be... I'm sure it'll be just like Yakuza, where... Eventually. Later, you get the accessory that makes it so they don't attack you mm. anymore, but... Like, you don't even need to fight them. Right. Because the experience you get from doing every mission, you get, like, 80... Mm-hmm skill points or whatever and sometimes it's just like walk downstairs and you get yeah and like you get that all the time like i didn't think i had that many and then i looked at my thing i was like you have like eight thousand and i was like oh yeah where like you get 27 and like you get you get one every time you eat a new food and then like you make the friendship system is back from six like basically you can like move and get experience points right. so there isn't even a need to fight the thugs and it's not fun no and i just upgraded to attack level two and mm-hmm. now i kill the thugs in like two hits right so it's like not even worth it they do give you money and that seems like the only way you can get money yeah so i i guess that might be the reason they're there but i don't even need money to buy things now like i have like a hundred thousand yen and, like, I guess the only thing I really need to ever buy is cigarettes to hang out at the cigarette hangout spots. Which I I haven't been able to do any side missions because I don't think it's, like, unlocked yet. Right. But I get the sense that you go to those hangout spots and smoke a cigarette and you overhear someone talking about a side mission and then you go do that. Mm. I have a feeling those side missions are also going to be really stupid like they mm, are in Yakuza. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah. You can customize your drone. I don't know. Yeah, this game, it, it's kind of weird, and it is getting, uh, I put this in quotation, like, worst review scores. It's a little lower than, like, the standard Yakuza. Yeah, they're all about the same. Are you playing, did you play with English voices? I started, the first hour I played with English voices. Okay, they seem, like, okay. They seem they okay. Seem, people are saying they're pretty good. But it kind of created, like, an uncanny valley for me, because mm. I'm just used to the Japanese. Japanese, yeah. So I was like, like it just didn't feel right. So I switched to the Japanese, and it's just been better with the Japanese. I, yeah. think. I think if I hadn't played a Yakuza game, the yeah, I think that's the thing that would do it for me is that I played all those. Ge- seven, I say I only played six of them because I didn't play two, but six games all in Japanese, and then have the place. It takes place in the same town, and mm-hmm. they like refer to the Tojo clan, right? And it, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. One thing I do like is in Yakuza 6, you would run into things 
and like it would just be like a brick wall. Yeah, this, and like he like he'll around. he'll go over things or like scoot around. Like I ran into a car on accident earlier, and he just got up on the car. And I was like, hell yeah. Or he vaults over. Yeah, he'll like, vault over things. Like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Makes it way easier to get around. Yeah. So. Yeah, because, like, running... When you're running, you don't have a lot of control. Yeah, that's true. It's like the exact opposite of Shenmue, where... Where you have the only time you can control yes. is while you're running. Yeah, when you're walking, like, the game just becomes unplayable. <laughs> What a weird... Uh, oh, man. We're going back full circle with Shenmue. We are. Um, but we are about to hit three hours. Yeah, Our I, last one was only two and a half-ish. Well, the last several were two and a half-ish. So. Last time I did not have to put any timestamps. This time I have to put all the timestamps. So yeah. I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, that'll, that'll do it for us this week. Yeah. In two weeks we'll try to think of an actual topic for the third part. Yes. Which, I, I keep thinking about stuff for, like, next year that will be fun. Yeah. Because, like, I, I'm thinking, like, oh, well, you know, we can do this not on the... Yeah, that's the, true. The, but, yes. I, I've, I come up with, like, some ideas, but I'm like, ah, that seems like something maybe to do next year type yeah. of thing. So, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. But thank you guys for listening. As always, the theme song is by the band Anamanaguchi. Uh, it's called Sting Operation. It's very good. You should check out Anamanaguchi. Uh, And with that, we will catch you guys in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Peace.